Like, what's good, man? How you feeling today? Good, man. Good, man. Been in a paint at the job, man. Yeah, yeah. It's been real. Absolutely, but absolutely. I'm good, my boy. How about you, man? I'm doing good, man. Same thing, you know. Just, 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 just the way of life right now. You know what I'm saying? Getting it from the, getting it from the strong side. Yes, my sir. Boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, we're back for another episode here at the sports desk. I believe this is episode 49. Uh, but before we get started, man, you know, just want to pay a little tribute uh, to to one of the fallen. Um, Almost, well, I think exactly a year ago, I believe today, which is the 29th, uh, the great uh, Nipsey Hussle was taken away from us way too soon. So I'll play a little bit from Nipsey, uh, pay a little respects because, you know, I was a huge fan of his. So we're going to play that a little bit of that right now. Shoot pro, 458 drop, playing bulletproof soul. Every few shows, I just buy some new gold. Yeah, man, just wanted to show a little respect, pay some respect to the great Nips Hill. So like I said, almost a year ago to this day, uh, he was taken away from us far too soon. Rest in peace, Nipsey. Uh, continue prayers for your, your family, your loved ones, your fans, everybody who was affected uh, by this tragedy, man. So here at the Sports Desk, we show respect here. And uh, your respect is due, my, 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 my uh, inspirational friend, as I like to call famous people who I don't know because uh, they inspire. So rest in peace, Nipsey. Rest in peace, Nipsey. Hustle. All right, man. So we're gonna get into it, man. It's uh, uh like I said, episode 49 of the sports desk. New sports desk. Yes, sir. So we we're, we're always glad to be back with you guys. So last week we had some technical difficulties, man, and we really apologize for that. Um, like I say here at the sports desk, you know, we really value quality over anything else. You know, if you don't have quality, you don't have a product. So we promise you we got that taken care of, man, and we're gonna continue to rock, man. So once again, it's your man's Dedra L. Hicks Jr. in the building one more time, one of your favorite sportsologists. And it's your man Black. We back for another episode. One of your favorite sportsologists in the building. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? Oh, well, yeah, man, my bad. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. I only have one question. Are you ready? No, Hartford, I said, are you ready? His very first move as the executive? was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack!
All right, man. So we back, like I've been saying, probably for the tenth time uh, in the first five minutes of this episode. But we got a loaded, a loaded show for you guys today. New sports. Yes. A lot to cover, man. Thank God for the NFL. Thank God for free agency, for trades, for releases, the draft. Thank God for it all, man. That's really been powering the current events here uh, at the Sports Desk. But today, man, uh, we're going to introduce a new a new segment. It's a real quick one, man. It kind of put my man Black on the hot seat each and every week uh, going <laughs> forward with the Sports Desk. We're going to get into our top five, of course, man. We're going to talk NFL. We talked about Tom Brady last week. We talked about him going forward and, and, and having the opportunities to prove that um, he can win the championship without Bill Belichick. This week, we're going to talk about Bill Belichick. Can he do the same? Can he get another quarterback? Can he ramp up the offense around a new leader and go get another championship? We're going to talk a lot about Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, and ESPN's first take with Stephen A. and Max, man, Max Kellerman. They put out a top five quarterback list kind of kind of biting off us what we do here at the sports desk i would like to think uh but i, I think man black got a problem with their top five on one particular quarterback <laughs> in uh, particular we're going to get into that uh as well a little bit of nba going to talk talk about today bleach report shout out to them they came up with an under 25 list they ranked the top 25 players who are under the age of 25. Me and Black felt that list was rather interesting, man. So that's going to power up our inner NBA talk today. And then we're going to get into WrestleMania, man. Uh, their biggest uh, event of the year. It's, as we know, it's going to be much different. We're going to go over the whole card. We're going to talk about Gronkowski, a two-night event. And then we're going to talk about the breaking news that took place in WWE just a couple of days ago. But before we get into that, man, I got—I haven't found any theme music yet for our new segment. I know you guys love the theme music and the drops and everything we do here at the Sports Desk, so I haven't found it yet. But our new segment is kind of a bite off, you know, what's going on right now. A lot of people are doing the start, cut, and bench series. So if you don't know what that is, I'm going to name off three athletes. Each week, we're going to go sports landscape, boxing, MMA, uh, basketball, college football, college basketball, whatever a sport is, WWE, I'm going to put Black on the hot seat. And I'm going to cook it, cook him up real good to see what he comes up with, all right? So I'm going to get this week, we're going to start with basketball, particularly the point guard position. Okay, now, a lot of people say these three point guards are the best three in the game. But we're going to make it a little bit harder. All right, for my man's black. So black, our segment, start, cut, or bench. Here are your three choices, black. So you got to start one, you got to bench one, you got to cut one, black. Number one, Dame Lillard is on this list. Number two, Stephen Wardell Curry is on this list. And number three is Russell Westbrook on this list, okay? So start, cut, bench, black. Who you starting, black? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ain't no good, my boy, but it's cool, though. It's cool, though. Yes, I'm sir. confident in this one, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, who you, you starting? Who I'm starting? Who you starting? Um... Uh, I'm going to go with Dame Lillard. I'm going to start Ooh, Dame Lillard. Wow. I'm going to start Dame Lillard. I know my man Charles will really love that yeah. answer. He's a Dame fanatic. So you're going to start Dame Lillard. I'm going to start Dame Lillard. All right, Black. Who you going to bench? Um, mm, 
Is it Russell Westbrook or is it Wardell Curry? I'm going to bench Russell Westbrook. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so, Black, you're going to cut the two-time MVP, Stephen Curry. Is that correct? Uh, Ooh, the first and only yeah. unanimous MVP, Black. Yeah. Finals champion, three rings, double yeah. MVPs, and you're going to send him to the house. Yeah, man, I'm going to send okay. him to the house. So, again, listeners. My man's black is starting Dame Little. He is benching Russell Westbrook, and he is cutting the two-time, only unanimous MVP, NBA champion three times over, Stephon Wardell Curry. <laughs> so we're going to be doing this each and every single week, man. So I'll kind of come on the back end, but this segment is just to put black on the hot seat. He's not going to see it coming. So this is my thing, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, He's not cool, going to see cool, it coming. Cool. But just yeah. in case anybody like cares about what I think, I'm going to start Russell Westbrook. I am starting Russell Westbrook on my team. Mm. I am benching Stephon Wardell Curry. Oh, man. And I am cutting Dame Lillard from my list. So, again, I am starting Russell Westbrook. I am benching Steph Curry. And I am cutting Dame Lillard. Oh, man. Yes, sir. So, any of our listeners, man, you know, we want to talk. tough, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like it. It's, it's, it's going like to be a it great though. one. It's going to be a great segment, man. Yeah, you know what? I really like this. Good, bro. good. Yeah, good. this is a good one, man. Well, you're going to be one. on the hot seat every week, my boy. So, when you walk into the studio, the oven going to be preheated on 300, my boy. <laughs> so, yeah, so each and every week, man, we're going to be doing this. Uh, we added a new segment to the show. So, y'all give your thoughts, man. What do you think? This week, start, bench, or cut. Dame Lillard, Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook. I'll be making a diagram and putting this on our Instagram so y'all can communicate with us there. All right? So that was a lot of fun right there. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. All right, man. So we're going to get into our sound of the week. Now, this one, I caught this one on accident. So like we know, there's not much sports going on right now, man. I've been watching a lot of uh, WWE from like the... From the, like the 1998 to 2001 range, man. I've been watching a lot of stuff, man. I came across this gym uh, with one of the all-time greats on the microphone. Uh, his name is Rocky Maivia. Here we go, sound of the week. And Rikishi, this tag match tonight. It's not about winning. It's not about losing. The Rocker care less whose shoulders get pinned. Whether you pin somebody's shoulders, whether you pin the tail on the donkey, or whether Rikisha, your mama, pins a note to your chest that says, A rock just whooped my big fat candy ass. <laughs> you see, Rikishi, just like at Survivor Series when you left the rock land, just like on SmackDown when you left the rock land, just like on Raw's War last Monday night when you left The Rock laying in tonight's tag match, one way or the other, The Rock is going to plant you with The Rock bottom, and you will be laying. The Rock will be walking. This hermaphrodite will still be standing. And one way or the other, the millions of The Rock's fans, twice the world over, from Chesapeake Bay to Sydney, Australia, to Ching Pong Ding Dong Japan, will all smell what The Rock is cooking. That was hey, a good one, man. That was a good one, boy. That was God. a good one. I ran across that one, man. Like I said, I was watching some 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 uh, old. I think I was watching some Raws, man. I was following some storylines that was happening, man. I ran, I ran across that interview uh, with the greatest on the microphone, uh, Rocky. My yeah. 
All right. All right, man. So we're going to transition into our top five. All right. So last week um, we did UFC fighters, I believe, last week, man. Yeah. So shout out to all the MMA lovers out there, man. Y'all continue to rock with us. Shout out to RJ. Shout out to my boy Mosey, man, and all everyone else who enjoys the MMA. So this week we're going to switch it up a bit. Now, we did something with uniforms before, but we did it with basketball. So I was laying back watching some old college football games and it hit me. This week we're going to do our top five college football unis uniforms helmet cleats combination me and black been alive 35 plus years thank you lord but we've seen a lot of uniforms man and um we're gonna go through with our top five but before we do that of course man man so let's get into our top five introduce lunch sports all right black so um roll them out man give me your top five college football football uniforms black what you got yeah man you y'all know i'm a big college football fan so this one was really 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 tough for me okay we've okay. seen a lot of uniforms in our 35 36 years here on earth watching college football so yeah. at number five i got Oregon State, the all orange unis with oh, the black helmet. Okay. Oh, he'd be and specific. I got okay. number at number four, I got Penn State traditional navy blue and white. Okay. When they played the all white out at home. Okay. And then at number three, I got Florida State uh tradi- traditional garnet and gold. Okay. At number two, I had I have TCU all black with the purple chrome helmet. Mm. And then at number one, Oregon everything. <laughs> It doesn't matter what they put on. I like it. It's just what it is. If you're a college football fan and you don't like Oregon Unit fans, you need to hit the road, my boy, with that. Because that's what it's about. Oregon sets the standard with uniforms year in and year out. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Yeah. Come on, now. That's a great list, Black. Especially that uh, TCU with the all black with the chrome Call me him and say, well, that definitely hard, man. All right, man. My boy Black was specific with his list, man. I'm going to try to keep up with my boy on this one. And for me, at number five, we got the Washington Huskies, all right? The traditional Ooh. purple and gold. I love that gold hammer with that uh, big purple W on the side of that. I, I just love how it looks. Uh, number four. Kind of coincidence here, but the Colorado Buffaloes. Ooh. I love the th- old school, all black, gold pants with the gold helmet with the black buffalo on it. I just think those are real raw, man. Like, I always like their uniforms, and I'm a big fan of the color gold, if you haven't noticed. Coincidence, up next, number three, the Florida State Seminoles. <laughs> now, for me, when we went on the road, man, I used to love when we wore those white tops with the garnet pants. Ooh, I used yeah. to love that combination. We haven't seen it in so long, man, but I was a big fan of that, all right? At number two, like Black said, Oregon everything. It doesn't matter. From the new combinations to the throwback combinations, it doesn't matter. Anything Oregon put out the field is put out there on the field is just beautiful. And number one. The Ohio State Buckeyes. Wow. Yes. I love that red 
It is so nice to me that silver hammer with them Buckeye stickers just going everywhere with the silver pants with the stripe down the side, the red and white stripe. But that scarlet red, man, just sticks out mm. so much. And I love the mascot got the Buckeye leaf uh, in his mouth uh, <laughs> on the sidelines, man. So, yeah, that, that, I, I just love that. So, uh, yeah, so that's our top five. So, um, hopefully you guys hear this and y'all interact with us and let us know. What combinations, what what helmets, what jerseys that you like in the college football field? We'll be definitely excited uh, to hear from you guys there. New sports desk. All right, man. So we're going to transition into our tweet of the week. And I tell you what, black man, it's it's uh, it's not um it's not uh excuse me. It is extremely hard to find stuff black for the tweet of the week. Since sports isn't happening. Yeah. There's I know nothing, it's difficult. Very difficult, man. There's nothing really, really, really going on. But I found something. And I found something interesting, Black. Um, throughout the week, um, shout out Nip Tilson, man. You can get this right here. Uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, uh, Title, all that. All right, man. So let's get into it. So, Stefan Diggs, newly traded uh, Stefan Diggs, now playing for the Buffalo Bills. He went out to Twitter and said, "Hey man, let's get let's let's have a conversation." And me and Black have done something similar like this, um, and it's kind of revolving off our top five. But he wanted to know from NFL players only, people who are playing, who are your top five wide receivers of all time? Mm. And we got some pretty intriguing answers uh, with this top five. We're gonna start with Devontae Adams of the Green Bay Packers, uh, all world, all pro wide receiver. He said Randy Moss is number one, Jerry Rice number two. Marvin Harrison was his number three. Mm. Uh, Calvin Johnson was his number four. And Julio Jones was number five for him. So mm. that's for Devontae Adams. Randy, Jerry, Marvin, Calvin, and Julio. He said, don't at me, by the way. Next, Keenan Allen, all-pro, all-world wide receiver for the Los Angeles Chargers. His top five is number one, Randy Moss. Number two, Jerry Rice. Number three, Terrell Owens. Number four, Calvin Johnson. And number five, Larry Fitzgerald. Those are his top five. And last but not least, we have Robbie Aaron, Robbie Anderson, wide receiver from the Carolina Panthers. His number one is, again, Randy Moss. Jerry Rice is number two. And he switched up a bit here. Number three, Ocho Cinco, Chad Johnson. Wow. Number four, Steve Smith was his number four. And at number five, he said, love me or hate, love it or hate it, Antonio Brown. It's his number five receiver of all time. Mm. So, yeah, you, you know, we went around the sports world, and uh, I just find it intriguing. These guys got a lot of time on their hands right now, and they decide to interact uh, with Stefan Diggs. So, again, uh, shout out to Nizelso, Recipes Nip. You can find his title, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, anywhere uh, you want to get that blue, fate, blue laces, too. You feel me? All right. All right, black man. So that was pretty interesting. You know what? You know what do you think about some of those those names? Those guys named oh, on their top five, man. Especially that, like Ocho and Steve C. Smith. It seemed like a unanimous up top, man, with Randy, Randy Moss, Moss, man. Yeah. Like, but is it surprising to me? No, because mm-hmm. we've seen the greatness of Randy Moss. Like, how can it, how can you deny it? Right. You know. But I think I think more people should have maybe put Calvin Johnson up there because. This guy is was an unstoppable force. Yeah, man, he seen was in the NFL. Yeah. He was, um, but man, yes. uh, Randy Moss being uh, unanimous on everybody's list, uh, that's just that's just respect right there, man. Because it's a lot of names that I thought you could have put over him, but hey, man, a lot of names over Randy Moss. 
Or well, a couple names. Well, a couple names. Okay. A couple names. <laughs> yeah, a okay. couple names. Maybe one or two, you know, but no more desk, than bro. that. But yeah, man, man uh, shout out to, oh, to those guys for doing that, man. That's Those were dope lists that they uh, put out there, too. Yeah, I was watching Undisputed, man, and Shannon Sharp had a big, big problem with Randy Moss being number one. Why? Like Shannon Sharp's list, he had Jerry Rice number one. He had Terrell Owens number two, then Randy third. And as he said his reasons for Moss was Moss didn't give it everything. Moss showed us behind a bunch of times. He he quit on his teams. Um, he don't feel like Randy was as mm. dedicated as he could have been. And the numbers say that. I didn't notice it the other day, Black. Randy Moss never led the league in receiving. He Not never, even when he was in New England? He never led the league. He never led the league in receiving. Really? He so never, that one year in New England, he didn't lead the league? He did league. not lead the league in receiving. Wow. Or catches. He never lead the league. But he catches. laid it in touchdowns, though. Yeah, he did in touchdowns, but oh, not okay. catches us. I was like, wow, I would have thought at least one time he would have <laughs> did it. But but I went and looked at the numbers. Jerry Rice's numbers are, man, I don't even look like nobody even close to t- touching them, bro. Like, I know he played like 22 years or something like that in the I, league, but. I think one of the closest persons to him is like Marvin Harrison. And Fitzgerald. I think Fitzgerald's yeah. in yards, he's getting up there. Yeah, he is. But I was like, wow, man. So, yeah. So, that was some some great interaction uh, due to what we got going on in the sports world right now. So, shout out to Stefan Diggs uh, for kicking that off, man. All right, man. So, we're going to get into more from the National Football League. Sorry, I had someone calling my phone. I am recording. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So let's get into the National Football League. I've got a little bit to discuss uh, here today. Boy, what? All right, so first, Black, it's an anniversary of some sorts today, uh, of this weekend. It was a uh, 328 day. Black, do you have any idea what 328 represents to um, the football world, Black? Uh, yes, I do, sir. Well, Black, I'm glad that you do. But for those who don't, about three years ago this weekend, <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons were up 28-3 at halftime against the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. And we all know how that turned out. So I looked on Twitter and social media and everybody is making this a national remembrance day of 328. And it is hilarious to see the Atlanta Falcons and the uh, New England Patriots fans and players react to 328 days. Such a heartbreaking ordeal uh, for the uh, Atlanta Falcons, man. But I get a kick out of it. So happy 328 day to the New England Patriots and also to, I'm sorry, to the Atlanta Falcons. I got something crazy right here. It says okay. uh, a retweet uh, at Bleacher Report. One day after three twenty eight, Tom Brady is watching the Patriots beat the Falcons in in the Super Bowl. Yeah, man. Bro, uh, do tough. you like? I think that's the Super Bowl where the, where where I heard about a, a number of people breaking their TVs. <laughs> you seen the videos? Yeah, you yes. seen the videos. Yeah, I think like that was that comeback like just hurt a lot of people to their core. Mm-hmm. 
You know, because you know it's so many people that hate the Patriots and hate Tom Brady. And that was the Super Bowl coming off of the cheating scandal as well. Yeah, they wanted that yeah. one real bad. Yeah, they wanted that <laughs> they one real bad. They wanted that one bad. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, man. So, happy 328 uh, to everybody out there. All right, man. So, like I said at the beginning of the show, we talked about Tom Brady last week. Of course, Tom Brady is the newest quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, that means he is no longer with the New England Patriots. And, you know, with that being said, we gave a – we had a lot of Tom Brady talk last week. We didn't get a chance to talk about the other – his other half, the other person who he is tied to the hip with. And that's Bill Belichick. All right. I don't think it's much of an argument, but some people say uh, Bill Walsh is the greatest head coach of all time. But consensus will say the greatest head coach ever is Bill Belichick. Okay. So what's going to be up with Belichick, man? Like no more Tom Brady. He doesn't have a quarterback right now. We really don't know what's up. So Black, I want to kick it off to you, man. Do you think Bill Belichick can sort of rebuild the Patriots. When I say rebuild, he has to get a leader for his locker room, which is the quarterback, most likely. Is Bill Belichick going to find a quarterback to come in, and is he going to get somebody who he can mold up and potentially get not only get back to the Super Bowl, but get another championship? You think Bill Belichick is going to be able to do that? Uh, I absolutely think he can do it. I absolutely do. Um, we've seen it before with him, with Matt Castle. Uh, yeah, he, he he only went eleven and five yes, with did. Matt Castle. Yes, he did. But you know, and that was on a year Tom Brady tore his ACL in the first game of the season. Yes, he did. So uh, I think he can. I think this quarterback position is going to be really important. Uh, I've been hearing that they may take a may be leaning towards seeing what Jared Stidham can give them mm-hmm. at that position. But you never know with Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it may be a move made. By training camp, before training camp, after training camp, but mm-hmm. you never know. But I think that he, everybody, his, the main two people are still there: him and Josh McDaniels. Mm-hmm. So I think that they, I think that he can bring them back. Do I think they struggle year one without Tom Brady? I think they take a little, a little step down, uh, year one after Tom Brady. But I think he does uh, right that ship and uh, getting them back to where they need to be. All right, let me ask you another question, man. I, you know, I, and I also agree. I think, you know, they're going to have a – it's going to be a different type of New England Patriots this year, especially if Stidham is a quarterback. We don't know much about him. Um, and then you got free agents out there like Jameis and Cam Newton. I mean, could one of them end up with Bill Belichick and New England Patriots, man? But I always ask this question every time I get into debates with coaches and players, Black. So I'm going to ask you, who do you, who do you lean towards – and giving them more success, um, too, when it comes to this New England thing with Brady and Belichick. Do you lean more towards the player who is actually out there on the field executing, making sure these things are getting done, putting it into motion? Or do you give it to the coach who is creating the master plan, who is who is building the culture and the atmosphere in the building and holding a standard for all players? I want to know from you, Black, who you giving more of this credit to for their dynasty? You giving it to Brady or are you giving it to Belichick? Um, on this one, I feel like I have to, I have to lean a little towards Bill Belichick mm. because we've seen Bill Belichick through the years of if nobody ever seen his thirty for thirty with uh Bill Parcell, yes, y'all sir. need to check that out. Yes, yes. Um, we've seen him through the years struggle when he was the Cleveland head coach. Uh, 
And you know, I'm sorry. He did scream because he took that Cleveland team to the playoffs. I'm sorry. Yep. So his success in Cleveland, taking them to the playoffs, and mm-hmm. then um, going to New England and turning them around and making them into this power that they are. I always think the coach, and he's the he's the best to me. He's the best planner mastermind in the game right now as a head coach he's always prepared for what you're going to bring he know how he knows how to take it away defensively mm-hmm. and then offensively uh he lets josh mcdaniels go out there and do, do do his thing you know with the plays and everything but when it comes to preparing and defensively and stopping something that could beat him mm-hmm. he knows how he knows how not to let that beat him you right. know, it, it, when the when the moment is at its best or the t- the top moments. So I'm going to lean towards more Bill Belichick than Tom Brady because I feel like <laughs> I Boy, feel like a, not in. It's it's tough to say any other quarterback because any other quarterback is not Tom Brady. But I think if you put Peyton Manning over there, he'll do the same thing. Hmm. You know, so uh, I'm gonna lean towards more towards uh, Bill Belichick in this one. Okay, so I'll pick it up from here with the, with the uh, conversation with Bill Belichick, and I'll answer my own question. Uh, you know, I think Belichick is going to be fine. If you look at his history, the type of coach he is, and the culture that he's built in New England, like, I know that Tom Brady didn't build that. I know Tom Brady added to that. Like, he's the head coach. Like, he has to be the one bringing in the different coaches. We've seen Romeo Cornell. We've seen Charlie Weiss, Josh McDaniels <laughs> two times. We've seen so many different coaching personnel and players come through there, and they still keep this thing going. You look at the record for the New England Patriots over the last 20 years since Brady's been there. They haven't had a losing record. They haven't over 20 years they haven't had a losing record. They probably got about 16 to 18 division championships. They've been to eight Super Bowls. They won six of them. I mean, just countless, countless, countless accomplishments for that organization. And I say to myself, the quarterback just has to come in and quarterback. They have to be the leader of the offense and, and probably the leader of the team to keep everybody in line and motivated. But usually in most team atmospheres, you got guys on the defense who kind of hold that down. And you got guys on the offense. But it has to be somebody overseeing this whole thing. Yes, it does. <laughs> and that's been Bill Belichick. Now, as far as the credit for the winning, I'm going to lean towards Tom Brady. I always lean towards the players, even though the coach – you don't think coaches – you don't think coaches – um. You know, they prepare, they prepare. I get it. They, they prepare, they prepare. And if some of these coaches it just doesn't work out, they get fired because they don't got the personnel to push through their plan. Mm-hmm. But then you look at this certain situation in New England. Tom Brady's a six-round draft pick out of Michigan. There was no high hopes for this kid. He was just a decent college quarterback that might be a service of backup in the NBA, in the NFL. That's what his draft stock said serviceable backup quarterback. And we all know he proved us much, much wrong. Uh, maybe the greatest of all time uh, coming out of there. But it has to be something said when you're on that field, when it's fourth and one in an AFC championship game and you got to get that one yard. Or when you're down 28 to three in the Super Bowl. How much could Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels, how much could they really influence those players if, the, if they didn't want to go run those boys down? 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl? 
And Tom Brady played phenomenal. I think he almost had 300 yards passing in one half, yeah. you know, to try to get them boys back. But not discrediting Bill Belichick at all. But me, I'm going to lead towards the player, the person who is calling the shots, who is making sure the ball gets where it needs to go, keeping the players engaged, keeping the huddle engaged. And he did this for 20 years and got six rings out of it, man, something we had never ever seen before and again not the slight Belichick but do I think Belichick will rebound do I think he'll get somebody in there and the Patriots will still compete and possibly get back to another Super Bowl Black, I'm gonna be honest I don't know I I, I don't know when you have a player and I know it's more than just a quarterback on the team but when you win Super Bowls you have a really good quarterback on your team the last quarterback to win a Super Bowl who we were kind of like, man, where did he come from? Was probably Trent Dilfer with the Ravens. I'm going to go Joe Flacco. Yeah, Flacco. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, after, that's after that. Same team with the Ravens. Other than that, Roethlisberger and Manning and Brady and Favre and Elway and Montana and 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 just I'm probably Eli, if you want to throw Eli into that, but Eli was a really good quarterback. You know, Eli is definitely better than Trent Differ and Joe Flacco. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But when you look at the whole landscape of winners, you got quarterbacks who are just that dude. Drew Brees. Like, you got guys who are going, Aaron Rodgers, you know, who are making it happen. And those guys are hard to come by. They don't They don't just fall out the sky. They don't. They don't. Like, you, these guys are once-in-a-lifetime players, even once-in-a-generation players when you're talking about Brady Manning, Excuse me, Roethlisberger and those guys like that. Like these are these are guys who are rare, and I'm looking at the guys he got on his team. Stidham, no, I don't think Stidham is going to be that answer. If you bring in a Jameis or you bring in a Cam, like they're not Tom Brady. They're going to have to revamp that whole offense, and it's going to have to take time. If Jameis Winston goes to New England, he's not going to be signing for a five year deal worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Because they don't have it to spend. Mm-hmm. So the only logical thing that I can come up with is that this year, Bill Belichick and the, and the New England Patriots kind of just see what they have to get ready for 2021. And we all know who's in 2021, don't we? Oh, yeah. His name is Sunshine. <laughs> and I sing his name all the time. Now, sports personalities like Colin Cowherd and, 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 and Stephen A. and and, and these people are putting this narrative out there that somehow, some way, the New England Patriots might be able to grab Trevor Lawrence next year and keep it going. Now, do I think that's going to happen? I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. But I do think they're going to have to draft a guy. They're going to have to draft a guy. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a huge Cam fan, and we're getting ready to talk about him in a minute. But if you get Cam New into New England, I'm really skeptical of how that offense is going to look. Because he's not a Tom Brady or Matt Castle-like. Because also, and Jimmy Garoppolo, he's not like those guys. Now, people say to me all the time, well, look what Belichick them did with Garoppolo and uh, 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 Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. When they was there, they went, I think, like 5-1 and one or something like that when Brady was hurt. Okay, I got you. I, and then you got to remember, Josh McDaniels had Tim Tebow in Denver. When Denver was and rolling. Had, and, yeah, and yeah, they had that one good year. They had that they one, had that one, had that one year. good year. So, Josh McDaniels is familiar with the Cam Newton type of quarterback. Okay. You know, I feel like he can, you know, put some things into place for Cam Newton for it to be successful in New England. You know, I think I think this year they're really going to lean, lean their hat defensively because uh, they're always a defensively good team. Yep. We've seen it year in and year out, and that's kudos to Bill Belichick. So 
Uh, offensively, we really don't know. But if they do get a Cam Newton in there, I really think that they could have some success with that. Could could they win the Super Bowl with Cam? I don't think so. You don't think they I don't can think win so. it with Cam? I don't Why think not? I don't think they could win it with Cam because, like you said, like <laughs> these quarterbacks, man, like I, it's 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 tough and it just well he ain't Tom Brady, you know? No, he's uh, not. I don't think I don't know if if it came down to it and you're and you're down. T- 28 to 3. Mm-hmm. And Cam Newton's your quarterback. He can bring you back from <laughs> yeah. 28 3 down. 23 is a large yeah, feat. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I think they'll be successful and make the playoffs, but I don't know if they could get over the hump and, and get to the Super Bowl and win it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle on that. I'm kind of in the middle on that. But I think overall, Bill Belichick has the, the credentials, he has the respect. He has, um, he has, he knows how to run a team and run an organization, and they're a part of a healthy organization in New England. Everything that him and Robert Kraft has done there, uh, they'll continue to benefit from. But I think people need to pump their brakes when they think the Patriots are just going to jump back into the Super Bowl chase. Now, will they compete? Absolutely. A Bill Belichick team will compete. But I think we're maybe a year or two away from seeing the Patriots really, really compete. I'm talking about being in the divisional in the AFC championship game and getting back to a Super Bowl. I think we're a few years away from that. And I could be wrong, but just looking at it from right now where it stands, I I just think it's going to be a reality check for all these Patriots fans who are waving the Bill Belichick flag, and rightfully so. You have the greatest greatest coach of all time coaching your team, but man... First time in a long time, the Patriots are put in a position, man, but they're going to have to build. They're going to have to rebuild, oh, yeah. and they're going to have to you know, find out what they got on their team and what they need to bring in. So I do believe in Belichick. I think he will get it together, but mm, I think it's going to take some time. I think it's going to take some time. I really think Tom Brady and the Buccaneers will have more success out the gate than Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. That's just how I feel about it, man. Yeah, and I, and, and, and I was kind of thinking um... – about this whole thing, because I know how disciplined and a coach uh, Bill Belichick is and how how much he brings the best out of players. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, like, what if he could get a quarterback who who really is a successful quarterback and he's known for winning, like Jameis, mm-hmm. over his career? Like, what if he could get in there and and Bill Belichick and, and uh, can correct the wrongs that he's been having in the NFL. Yeah, quite possibly. you think that could be an option that probably is something that could be successful for them? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> I definitely could see that. But like you said, we've seen a certain type brand in New England for a long time. We have. And we've never seen this team. Well, we haven't seen them in 20 years have to reconstruct and figure some things out. So that leads to all the question marks. Not at all are, am I saying that they won't be able to do that. No, that's not what I'm saying. But it's kind of like, man, I got to kind of see it to believe it. Because 12 is gone. Yeah. He's not coming back through that door. He's yeah, in Tampa, yeah. Florida right now. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. All right, man. So, yeah. So uh, that's going to be it for the Bill Belichick uh, part of this segment. So we're going to transition into more Cam Newton. And black, man, I'm just, I'm just scratching my head, man. Like. I understand we're in some kind of, you know, crazy circumstances, man. I, I get it, but Cam Newton don't have a team. He don't. And there's not many teams that he can go to. We haven't heard a lot of talk. Now, we've been seeing Cam post videos and he working out and he letting people know they slept on me. They gave up on me. He motivated and never and he passed his physical. Doctors are saying his shoulder's good. 
foot's good. He's ready to go. We know Cam was a little long in the tooth. Um, former MVP, he's been to a Super Bowl. But Black, where do you think he end up? Where do you think Cam Newton ends up this season? Even if it's on a one-year deal, where does Cam Newton play football this year, Black? If you're the general, if you're the general manager, what team are you general managing to take Cam Newton, man? I want to know, Black. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. And um, I was thinking now. about this, man, and I looked over, looked over all the different scenarios: New England, Jacksonville, mm. San Diego. Um, the Giants. Uh, mm, the Giants. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I got to lean towards the Los Angeles Chargers. Mm-hmm. Reason being, I just don't know about Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, bro, like, I just don't know about Tyrod Taylor. And like we said before on previous episodes, Los Angeles Chargers already have everything they need. Mm-hmm. Defense top-notch, weapons everywhere mm-hmm. over the field, good yep. tight end, good running back, yep. good receivers. Yep. If it's one quarterback that could come in there and, you know, make some noise with the Chargers, with that defense and with that, those offensive weapons and probably the most offensive weapons he had in his career. Yeah. It'll be Cam Newton. Yes, sir. I think that'll be an awesome fit for him in Los Angeles. Plus, he's a he's a spotlight guy. Yep. You so you know all those big guys they need to be in Los Angeles. L.A. baby. They need to be in the lights, the bright Ooh, lights, yeah. you know, of Los Angeles. And why not Cam? You know, uh, I'm I'm going to really be watching to see how this whole Tyrod Taylor experiment works out in San Diego. Because I know for a fact they got Cam Newton on speed dial. Got to. They got to have him on speed got dial. To. But I think that's the most realistic place that he he needs to be at. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, funny as you say that. I, I, I got Los Angeles in the mix as well. And, and, and we're not we're not pissing on Tyrod Taylor. Quarterly quarterback in the MV, in the NFL. Like he's a good quarterly quarterback. But I'm sorry. Like when you have a Cameron Newton, <laughs> that's right, Cam. Oh, Cam. When you have him waiting to play for someone, and Tyrod Taylor is your quarterback. I'm sorry. Like Tyrod, you're the backup now. You're the backup now. One thing I was seeing the dilemma that the Chargers are facing. They pick pretty good, pretty high in this draft. They do. They pick pretty high in this draft, and there is a plethora of young quarterbacks that are out there ready to be taken and played. Matter, matter of fact, the Chargers select six. Yeah, and you know what I've been reading or, or seeing on Bleacher Report that even though he hasn't been in for a workout with the Chargers, but uh, the Chargers coaching staff is in love with Justin Herbert for some reason. Yeah. So I don't know if that – are they going to look – you know – they always had Phillip Rivers. Always. They drafted Phillip Rivers. Yeah. So, could San Diego do the same thing and, you know, maybe bank on Tyrod Taylor? But we've seen this before with him. Tyrod Taylor be, be the starter and lose his job. Mm-hmm. So, could they draft for Justin Herbert there? Or could they go with experience and bring in Cam? Mm-hmm. Me personally, 
if you're trying to win, he's healthy. He's 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 a winner. He's won before in his career. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's hungry. Why not bring in a cam on a on a one and an option for a two? Yeah. And maybe you still can draft your quarterback. You probably still can. Yeah. So if you if if it doesn't work out, then put your guy you drafted in there. You know, with the whole thing with Cam Newton. But I think that that'd be an ideal situation. Why not have three quarterbacks? You have a Tyrod Taylor, Justin Herbert, and Cam Newton. Yeah. You know, and then see whatever works. Yeah, I'm with you on that as well. I think if you're the Chargers, and I like Justin Herbert too. I think Justin Herbert is going to be a good quarterback in the league. I don't know if he's going to be great. I don't know if he's going to win rings. I don't know. But, you know, any quarterback who has a four-year career like Herbert did and go out the way he did, the kid showed a lot on his way out the door at yeah, Oregon. He did. So if I'm the Chargers, I definitely still take uh, uh, Justin Herbert out of Oregon if that's what they want to do at six. At the same time, Tyrod Teller can be the third string of the backup, and you still bring in Cam Newton, who's ready to go right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think his learning curve is going to be as big learning mm-hmm. new offense as a Justin Herbert will, because he has to adjust to NFL life. He has to adjust to NFL coaching and speed. Everybody fast in the league. I'm sure there's a <laughs> lot of speed out there in the Pac-12, but everybody fast in the NFL. Everyone. No matter who you play. Even offensive linemen fast. Everybody fast in the league. <laughs> but there's, you know, the other team, the other teams that are out there for Cam that I've been thinking about. Okay, of course, one New England. Like, I be, I think that'll probably be the most intriguing story in the NFL outside of Tom Brady is if Cam Newton is a starting quarterback for the Patriots. Why do I say that? Because we just have no idea what that offense is going to look like. Like, what it could possibly look like in New Mm. England. Can Josh McDaniels and those guys get something built around Cam? And and will it be something that's going to be successful? So, I just think at the same time, New England, Los Angeles. Now, the fan in me, I want to see him in L.A. I want to see him out there with Duran James. I want to see him out there with, 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 they just signed Chris Harris Jr. They got a loaded time on the team. I like their head coach. Like, LA, new stadium. Like, Cam is a glitz and glam type of guy. Mm. And it sounds like it fits if he goes out to LA. But if he goes to New England, man, I just, I just mm. don't know. I oh, just dear. don't know if it'll work. Because the other team that was out there at one point was the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. But they went ahead and pulled the trigger, thank the Lord, and got that $88 million off the Jaguars books and uh, sent him out there to Chicago. So, of course, Chicago is out. But at the, in my head, man, I really can't think of any other team that would you know, probably want to sign him. You got the Jaguars. And then I read something the other day about the Dolphins, you know, possibly looking at Cam Newton. Like, all in all, and I even, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I, I, I even seen something about him being in Atlanta, being a backup for Matty Ice. Backup? A backup. No. Well, you know, no. to be, be able to take Boy, over the reins. Like, but bruh. would you really get rid of Matty Ice bruh. for Cam Newton? Like, uh, nah, bruh. Uh, that's nah. kind of tough. But I want to, uh, I know you got to finish, but yeah. I want to say something about this New England thing. We just talked about this. Mm. What was the reason? We talked about this on a, on on the last episode, or why it was. We think it was time for Brady to go out of New England because Cam Cam is the type of player Brady was trying to. That he's the type of player Brady was trying to connect with. Correct. Correct. You know, trying to be expressive. Is exactly, and I Cam just is just too much of a expressed 
exp- he he showed too much expression. He's right. like, can Cam really hold his tongue in New England? Uh-huh. Can Cam really, you know, he's a he's a swag type of guy. He's that, you know, he a lot of life in him, yeah, man. Yeah, a lot of life, like yeah, a lot of energy. That's what Brady was trying to get from, so he could connect with these younger guys, right? You know, and do we really see a Cam Newton in that situation? Being that that's the reason Tom Brady left there. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 like I said, it'd be tough to see. It'd be tough to see. But Cam Newton gonna play football somewhere next year. He is. He is going to play and football. I, and, and, and I hope, like you say, I ho- in our hearts we hope it's Los Angeles because it seemed like he'll fit well there. I think that's the best scenario for him. And then next, the New England Patriots because if anybody can help Cam, it's probably Bill Belichick. Uh, Get him, get him to the point where he can win and compete right. for a championship. It's Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. So I don't know, man. I'm just it's something about that. It's intriguing about that Charger situation. Like right. it's the perfect situation. It's it perfect. I think so too. I think because I seen the video out there. He he's already in LA, kind of working out with Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, he is. So I seen the he video is. and I was like, hmm, that's kind of interesting because you know Cam lives in Atlanta. That's where he lives at. You know when he's not in Carolina, he lives in Atlanta, and he's already out there in LA. Training with Tyrod Taylor. I don't know if that's a telltale or anything, but we're huge Cam Newton fans. So when Cam Newton is healthy, when Cam Newton is out there playing well and, and, and having fun with that big smile on his face, that is better for the NFL. And he's had a rough couple of years, man. And Cam Newton should not be lost in the shuffle. When Cam Newton is healthy, he is something to be reckoned with, as we've seen in his years in Carolina. And I kind of feel like the Panthers knew all along that they weren't going to bring Cam Newton back. I kind of feel like Cam got a raw deal. Like, he got a raw deal from the Panthers. Like, they could have released him much earlier. Yes, they could have. They knew they weren't going to keep him. Coach Rule and the new owner, they knew they weren't keeping him. They knew they wasn't. You know, they didn't, they, they, Cam Newton was not on their books. We heard that at the end of the regular season last year that Cam Newton's time was possibly up and they wait to release him. You know, they want, I know, I get it. You're trying to get a trade for him, try to get some value, but come on, keep it real. We don't see blockbuster trades in the NFL like that. We don't see it. And the Carolina Panthers kind of gave him a raw deal. But hopefully he, you know, lands on his feet and he's playing somewhere next season where it can be, you know, really exciting for us fans. All right, next, the next quarterback on our list, and another one that's a head-scratcher, is uh, Jameis Winston, 5,000-yard passing quarterback, 30 for 30, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions uh, last season, and black, nothing, crickets. We hear anything about Jameis Winston. Um, He was, was, uh, you know, he he was a free agent, didn't get a chance to sign back with the Bucs, and we know why, because 12 is out there. But nothing from Jameis Winston. Now I'm starting to read backup articles. Like he could be a backup quarterback in Pittsburgh, sitting behind Ben Roethlisberger for like a year until Big Ben gets out of here. I saw him potentially being a backup in Atlanta, sitting behind uh, Matt Ryan. Like I just be reading like little articles that pop up on my Twitter feed, and I'm scratching my head. So Black, why is a five thousand yard passer? Not even being considered for a job right now. Like, what's up with that? <laughs> and it's really a head scratcher because I don't know why this go- this Jameis Winston is not on someone's team right now. Right. I have a hard that I'm having a hard time with that one. But um, we even we, we even said this last week when Fred was on. Like, if Jameis was to come to Jacksonville, I would like that a one and maybe an option. Yeah. To a second year. But 
nobody's pulling the trigger on Jameis for some reason. And I, I, I'm really scratching my head and thinking, well, why is no one taking a chance on Jameis? Like he has since he's been in the league, he has some he's had some of the best numbers for a quarterback in his first what five years first or something. Five years yeah. up there with Peyton Manning. Yeah, up there with Peyton Manning. So why yep. isn't anybody taking a chance? Because the things that maybe concern you can be fixed. Yep. You know, like the turning over of the ball. You can fix that. You can. That can be fixed. Um, why is it a coach don't want to take a chance on that? I don't know what it is, but uh, I hope he gets. I hope he lands somewhere and lands somewhere where we could see like the old, the Jameis, the old that killer instinct Jameis that we got at Florida State, and see if he can transition over to the NFL. Yeah. So I'm. I, I hope he ends up somewhere. I, it's just shocking. It, it's shocking to me. Like this guy is like really sitting at home, just training, waiting for a phone call. Yeah. Like it's wild, man. I follow him on Instagram and Twitter, so. I see everything that's going on. I'm like, y'all, he's really training in his bike yard, like just waiting for a phone call. <laughs> like, it, it, it yeah, kills man. me. Like, because, you know, we Jameis fans here. Yep. If you don't know, we're Jameis, big, we're big Jameis Winston's fans here. Of course. And we already know his struggles and troubles through the years of, of playing football. But mm-hmm. I don't think we haven't heard of anything going on with him recently. Nope. So, nope. I don't know why. He's not a quarterback or a sign with somebody. Yeah. Like, it's crazy to me, man. Yeah. As soon as I read those backup articles, man, I was. Hold on a minute, player. <laughs> I, 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 just, I just don't understand it. Like, like, what you mean a backup? So now I have another. I have something that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to play that again. <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars. Why not? Why not bring him in on a two-year deal? Uh, no, one option. option? No, I'm saying two-year deal, second-year team option. Okay. You know, bring him in, give him, a, give him a couple million dollars, bring him in and see what he can do. The Jaguars got some weapons, man. They do. You know, Fournette still will be here. Shark is out there. Like, we got some up-and-coming young players out there. Um, and you got 13 picks in the draft. You so. got 13 <laughs> picks in the draft. Like, why not? The defense is going to be solid for Jacksonville. We know why the Jaguars had troubles defensive last year. Because they was on the field. They're going to feel at 80% of the game. Why not bring in a Jameis Winston? Why not? I mean, I feel you with Gardner Minshew. I love Gardner, the character. He brings good energy and all that. I get it. But I would like to think that Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be a, real, a, a, a destination possibly for Jameis Winston more than a Cam Newton. You know, Jameis, he still has to get those turnovers together. That's the only, and it's a big knock on his game. Even when he was in Tallahassee, we was beating people so bad. <laughs> we didn't. When he, we didn't. Yeah. So we didn't even even care that he was throwing interceptions at certain spots in the game. I mean, the only time I saw him in a tight, close knit game, and he threw a couple picks was the national title game against Auburn. That's when you kind of saw like, boy, James out here wilding. Like he kind of yeah. been a little reckless out here with the football. But other than that, we was up sixty to whatever on whoever we was playing. <laughs> But he transitioned that and brought that to the NFL with him. The turnovers. And that's what a lot of teams are saying. But the league is changing and has been to a pass-heavy league. 5,000 yards passing is nothing to sneeze at. 30 touchdowns is nothing to sneeze at. I mean, if Jameis makes a couple better decisions, he probably throws for 40 touchdowns and maybe 20 picks if he makes a, a couple clearer decisions. But I think a team like Jacksonville – it's a perfect spot for him, man. Like, 
There's no real threat with Gardner Minshew and Jameis Winston. Like, Gardner just would be the clear backup. And I don't know if Doug Monroe and the team are ready to hand the reins over uh, to a Gardner Minshew, but Jameis Winston will fit here, like I just previously said. But all in all, besides Jacksonville, I mean, yeah, you can mention the New England. I could see Jameis in New England more than I could see Cam in New England. That would be definitely a spot for Jameis. I couldn't see Jameis in Los Angeles, but I could Mm. see Cam in Los Angeles. So if you look across the landscape of the NFL, man, you look at all of these teams like the Vikings. Okay, they re-signed Kirk Cousins to a two-year deal. Jameis Winston, could he go out there and sign with Minnesota and be a backup for a year if they decide to cut Kirk Cousins next year? Yeah, he could, but I don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see him be put in that situation. The only situation, the only situation that I will be cool with seeing Jameis Winston being the backup for one year is the Pittsburgh Steelers. If this is truly going to be Big Ben's last year, they really want to see if he can still give it a go. A lot of people believe this is Big Ben's last season. If Jameis can get out there with Mike Tomlin in that team and he can ingratiate himself in that type of culture, in-your-face type coach attitude, Kind of like what he got with Jimbo and Tallahassee. Every time Jameis was running out the field, Jimbo was right in his neck. Yeah. And they was having dialogue. That's the only place in Pittsburgh I would like to see Jameis go to and he has to be, if he has to be a backup. That's the, other than that, like he got to be starting somewhere. He threw for 5,000. He threw for 5,000. The Steelers went 8-8 eight and eight with a quarterback named Duck. <laughs> they went 8-8 eight and eight with a quarterback named Duck. I don't even know dog last name. I just know they called him Duck. You know what I'm saying? And you don't mean Jameis, you don't mean to tell me Jameis Winston could be a little bit better than a guy named Duck at quarterback for the Steelers? Of course he can. You know, but it's just really odd that you got two really exciting young quarterbacks, Jameis more than Cam, who don't have jobs. We're not seeing nothing on the bottom line on ESPN. We're not seeing anything getting text to us from ESPN Apple Bleach Report. We ain't seeing nothing. But I know they're going to get signed. I know we in kind of crazy circumstances. And it's draft time. But somebody like the Jaguars, they don't – their first-round pick is what? Ninth, eighth? Their first-round pick, the Jaguars ninth, this year? Yeah, they pick yeah, ninth. So they're picking ninth. Are the Jaguars going to pick a quarterback at ninth? No, they're not. They're not. If some strange reason Tua drops a nine, yeah, you take Tua, but he ain't going to be there. If it's Justin Herbert be at nine, he might be. I don't think he will be. I mean, of course, Joe Burrow's going to go number one overall. So there is no home run quarterbacks outside of those three to me. I know you got the Jordan Love thing out there, but the Jaguars ain't going to take no Jordan Love. So if you're not going to take a quarterback at nine, why not sign Jameis? And then you use that knife pick to possibly get a cooter if he drops that low. Or Simmons if he drops that low. Continue to build on your team. But but they saying, man, like, <laughs> they expect. They expect the in this and this came from Ian Rapporteur because he's usually on point when he uh talks about something. Uh-huh. He believes between Miami and Jacksonville, with all those picks that they have, you can see them as being huge players for moving up on in moving up, moving uh, up, mo- trying to move up and get players that they really really want. They have thirteen picks. They got a bro. lot. They have a lot. They have a lot of picks. And then if something was crazy was to happen, and they find a uh, a buyer for uh for for in Darkway and get another first, first rounder. Round yeah, how crazy would that be? That'd be great. That'd be insane. That'd be but great. They expecting the Jaguars and the Dolphins to be big players 
for trying to move up, not down, up. Okay, well, we'll see. I mean, that'd be interesting for the Jaguars. But we've never seen it before from Jacksonville. Never, they've so never it's, moved up. It's shocking to me to hear that. I was like, well, I've never seen that in my life, them moving up to do anything. Well, that makes me think, like, who could they be going up there to get? I mean, Akuda, if they really want to get him, he could definitely be going by and now. And I would love it. Do yeah, that's he, who I want anyway. Yeah, but you, with, Detroit, <laughs> with Detroit letting Slay go, you got to think Detroit's going to go Akuda. Exactly. You got to think exactly. they're going to go there. Exactly. And, and Detroit's picking, like, third or something like that. Um, yeah, they pick third. Yeah, they do. Yeah, Detroit is picking third, you know, and their number one need right now is corner. They just let go of their best one. So I don't see how the Jaguars get to two. Like, if you get to two to get in front of the, the Lions to drive to draft a Cuda, man, that's going to be a steep price yes, that you're going to have to pay. So yes, it is. it'd be interesting to see if they do jump up. I mean, it, it really would be, but we'll definitely keep our eyes on that. So. So hopefully Jameis and Cam end up in spots, man, you know, where, you know, they can, you know, go out there and, and, and showcase their their talents and be successful because we're fans of both of those guys. Um, but coming up, man, oh, we got one last segment here with the NFL this week, but we're getting ready for the draft. I think the draft is the 23rd and the 24th, I believe, uh, at the end of the month. Those dates could be wrong. April. So, sorry, in April. Yeah, those dates could be wrong, but I know it's at the end of the month. But, uh, you know, here at the Sports Sense last year, we did our pre-draft, our mock draft uh, show last year. We're going to do it again this year as well. So we're not going to be doing it. We're going to be doing it probably maybe two weeks out from the draft as the draft kind of sparks up. So I just kind of want to put that information out there for you guys. We're going to be talking a whole lot more of the NFL draft in the next uh, maybe two to three weeks. So just kind of let you guys know, you know, what's going on. New Sports Desk. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. All right, man. So our last topic in the National Football League, I was watching First Take Black uh, this past week. And um, thank God for their shows. Thank God for First Take. Thank God for Undisputed, man. Something to kind of get us through the week as far as sports. But Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman, they put out their top five quarterback list of all time. Now, we've done that here at the sports desk, and we would like to believe that first take is biting off the sports desk. So if you guys happen to hear this, show us some love, ESPN. <laughs> all right. So their list was crazy to me. All right. And me and Black feel that one quarterback in particular is way too low. So me and Black are going to have a little dialogue about this list. But first, Stephen A. Smith's list, his number five was Aaron Rodgers, the bad man, as he calls him. Number four, Peyton Kenneth Manning was number four on his list. Number three was John Elway at number three. Number two was Cool Joe, Joe Montana. And number one was, of course, the GOAT, Thomas Edward Brady. Max Kellerman, number five, John Elway was his number five. Number four was Peyton Kenneth Manning, and I don't know if that's his middle name. I'm just saying it. Number three, Aaron Rodgers at number three. Number two, Cool Joe Montana. And number one, the GOAT, Tom Brady. Now, Black, I'm looking at this <laughs> list here. So let's start, the, let's start the conversation, Black. Let's just not beat around the bush. Like, why the hell are they trying Peyton Manning at four? Why are they doing that? Why are they trying Peyton Manning at four? Black, can you kind of help me understand honestly, why they might be doing that? You want to know something? I honestly don't think John Elway is supposed to be on this list. That's just hey, me. bro. You listening to That's the just me personally. Desk. Is it wrong for... Maybe you can answer this for me, D, because you know me very well. Sure. Is it wrong for me to feel like rings don't solidify you in the NFL? 
Not like the NBA. NBA, no, no, you have no. to have championships. You have to have. Yeah, you have yeah. to have the hardware. Yeah, yeah. But in the NFL, I don't feel like rings define the it's greatness of a quarterback. Of it. It's only a part of it. Yeah, I'm with you. Why is John Elway on this list over Dan Marino? I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I'm with you. And for the life of me, <laughs> I don't understand. Why Peyton Manning is number four on this list. You could have potentially talked about him being number one on both lists. Travesty. I'm pretty sure if the sports desk did it, <laughs> it'll be a couple of lists where Peyton Manning was Peyton Manning was number one. Facts. Stephen A, you're my guy. Yeah. Max, I mess with you. Yeah. What are you guys doing over there? Yeah. What are you watching? Mm-hmm. Please go back and pull up which I know y'all watched a lot of football in y'all time. Mm-hmm. But it's no way, it's no way that you can put a D- John Elway and an Aaron Rodgers over the great Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. You got to be kidding me with that. You have to be. Like, let's get it together now. Mm-hmm. You're basically talking about a quarterback that should be in the top two of every list Thanks. that anybody has uh, quarterback-wise, top two. Right. And if you don't, y'all need to check something and get back with me on that. <laughs> Bruh, listen to me right now. Okay, so I'm looking at this list. And black the list that I'm looking at is, is looking at is the most all-time passing yards in NFL history. Okay, so I have a let's go back to uh uh Stephen A's list first. Um and not to be a homer here, all right, but you got John Elway at third. John Elway, um, uh, he's number nine all time with 50. 1,000 yards passing. 51,000 yards passing all time, pretty good number. Peyton Manning passed for 20 more thousand yards than John Elway. 20,000 more. Way more touchdowns than John Elway. John Elway has two rings, but guess who also has two rings? Peyton Manning. And guess how Peyton Manning did it? With two different teams. The only quarterback in history. To win Super Bowl championships with two different organizations. You can't name another. John Elway, he'd get his legacy from the prospect out of college, out of Stanford. The most amazing prospect they had ever seen at the quarterback position. All-world athlete. Even got drafted by the New York Yankees in baseball back in 1938. Or if it was. <laughs> you said 38. Yeah, 1938. <laughs> Peyton Kenneth Manning was... But bro, it's not even a comparison. It's not. So Stephen A is out of line here. There ain't no comparison. The Joe Montana thing, okay, cool. Joe Montana got five Super Bowls, but Joe Montana ain't better than Peyton Manning, bro. He's not. He's not better than Peyton Manning. The only conversations that need to be had when you talk about goats, to me, to me, is Brady and Manning. We haven't seen a mind like Peyton Manning at the quarterback position. We haven't. We've seen a lot of greats. You got him on this list. You got Aaron Rodgers. Stop it. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers above Peyton Manning. He shouldn't even have been on the list. Well, he shouldn't even be on top five. Dan Marino belongs on this list. Exactly. What, where is Dan Marino thing. passed for 61,361 yards. Where is he at on that list? All time, he's number five with yards. He's number five with yards. And he's not on the list. He's not top on the five list. all time in yards. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. Now, people will say, oh, Elway got two reigns. Dan Marino ain't got Rains none. Reigns don't okay. matter in the NFL, okay. man. In the NBA, Michael Jordan had to play offense and defense. LeBron James plays offense and defense. Peyton 
And Dan, don't play defense. I remember several years in the, that the Indianapolis Colts were the number one seed in the AFC, having the lead in the fourth quarter. Peyton took them down and got a touchdown and put them up. One game in particular, the Pittsburgh Steelers got them up. And that trash defense from the Colts let the Steelers walk them down and get a touchdown and win the game. I saw Phillip Rivers do the same thing to an Indianapolis Colts team with Peyton Manning, who went down in the fourth quarter, got the touchdown, and put them on top. The defense couldn't hold. Peyton did his job. And I know Cedric Farr, what you're going to say about that one game in New England, Peyton's first AFC title game, where he threw three interceptions. Okay, cool. I'll give you that. He threw it right to Ty Law, and Ty Law took it down the street. Cool, I'll give you that. But that's only one time. <laughs> These guys don't play offense and defense. So this list for Stephen A., you need to stop it, sir. And we messaged you here at the sports desk. Hell, you're in our opening salvo when you uh when you <laughs> roll the show. Aaron Rodgers at three. Come on, man. Come, come on, man. He shouldn't even be on this list, like Black said. If you want to keep it funky, if John Elway is on this list, he definitely five. <laughs> I don't have him better than Brady, Montana, or Peyton. I don't have him better than no guy. Where the hell is Brett Favre? Where's Brett Favre at? He threw for 71,838 yards. He got yards. a ring. Where's he at? He has a ring. Where's he at? I think, is, are they basing it off championship rings? They can't be because Aaron Rodgers got one, and he won that in his third year. And he ain't been back <laughs> sick. I'm talking, he ain't even been back. You know what? I'm... Bu- you know what, man? John Elway shouldn't be on there. Okay, I got you. I'm taking Brett Favre over John Elway. I got you. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I know they play head to head. I know they play head to head and all that. I get it. I know it. But at the same time, man, like, come on, man. Like, you know, this list is 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 kind of egregious. It's it's kind of egregious when I look at it, man. So yeah, so we we you know here at the sports says we just kind of wanted to give our take and give our spill on uh you know what took place on first take with this list. It's it's kind of raw, man. So hopefully. If you just so happen to hear this, Stephen A. and Max, maybe y'all can get back to the sports desk and let us know what you think about us critiquing your list just a tad bit. All right, man. So that's going to cover our our NFL this week, man. Going to take us out of the NFL. And uh, we're going to go into the National Basketball Association. All right, man. So got a little NBA, man. But uh, first, man, of course, man, just, you know, prayers and, and, and thoughts out to everybody going through this thing, man. It made me feel the way when they announced that Doris Burke had got coronavirus, man. She's doing she's doing well now. But, uh, man, when I when I came across, I was like, Lord, have mercy. Not Doris. Anybody but Doris. So a shout out to Doris Burke, man. Yeah, man, Glad that's tough, man. Yeah, but shout man. out, uh, get well soon, Doris. We yes. we gonna miss you, man. That sucks real yes. bad, man. Yes, well, reports are she's doing much better and and, and feeling pretty good. 
Other guys like James Dolan, owner for the New York Knicks. Now, some of y'all, y'all wrong, man. I know y'all Knicks fans out there, y'all hate James Dolan. It's pretty man. funny, though, bro. It is funny, man. But, yeah, but y'all are heartless, boy, when it comes to James Dolan when he caught that coronavirus. I'm like, boy, them boys is ruthless in New York, boy. But uh, all in all, good news. Marcus Smart is almost symptom free. Gobert and Mitchell are symptom free. They've been released to go back to out into the world. Um, Woods from the Detroit Pistons is symptom symptom free, doing well and you know free to go back out, man. So a lot of good news out of all the craziness that's going on in the world, man. So we just want to kind of spend a second right there and talk about that for a second. But an interesting article came out. From Bleacher Report, which I found pretty interesting, man. We got a lot of young talent in the NBA. Good young stars that are coming out uh, year in and year out, especially over the past probably, mm, probably, probably three to five years. So they had a list. They had um, the top 25 players who are 25 and younger list. And I was going through this list, trying to find things to, uh, to talk about here on the show. Me and Black was talking a little bit about it, man. We thought this would be something good uh, to kind of de- debate, man. We, we, we love basketball. We miss basketball so freaking much right now, man. And this will give us an opportunity to talk a little basketball. And I'd be remiss if we didn't acknowledge the Kang real quick. LeBron James. LeBron James. Okay, cool. All right, so top 25 under, 25 and under list, Black. So I'm going to go through a couple of these names on the list, and then we'll get to talking, man. At number 25, man, they got uh, Miles Turner at 25, Lonzo Ball at 24, Michael Porter Jr. at 23, uh, Dos Mantas Sabonis from the Pacers at 22. I thought that was a little too low for him at 22. You got uh, Jonathan Isaac from the Magic, uh, Jamal Murray from the Nuggets. I'm just going to go down. So we're at 19. John Collins, Chris Stats Porzingis, DeAndre Ayton, D'Angelo Russell, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., Bam Adebayo at 14. De'Aaron Fox at 13. Um, Jalen Brown at 12. I was shocked by that. Shea Gillis, Shea Gigglis, Alexander at 11. And your top 10. Very interesting here. You got B.I. Brandon Ingram at 10. Devin Booker at 9. I was like, what? Okay, all right. Number 8, Donovan Mitchell. Number 7, John Morant at 7. Trey Young at 6. That's wild. Ben Simmons at 5. Carl Anthony Towns at 4. Jason Tatum at three, Zion at two, and Luka Doncic at one. Now let's go up to ten. Let's start at ten, Black. Unless you, <laughs> unless you got anybody, okay? You about know that. You said right about Sabonis because that's trash. He should have been a lot lower. He sh- yeah, he should have yeah, been higher. He on was this an All Star this year. Absolutely, at twenty two, yes. which is kind of concerning. Jamal Murray's a pretty good player too. And he's at 20. I thought he would have been a little bit higher on his list. Not at all. Got nothing to say about Chris Stapps. I know when my boy Charles hear this, he's going to have a problem. But I ain't on Chris Stapps like that. Yeah. He's a he's a solid player, very talented player. But I ain't on Chris Stapps like that. Um, D'Angelo Russell at 16. I was like, wow. Russell at 16 is kind of wild. They kind of jacked this list up. Just bro. a little bit. Um, But let's go ahead and start with 10. You got B.I. at number 10. Would you agree that B.I. is a top 10 player at 25 and under black? Do you think he needs to be higher than 10 on this list? I agree. I think he needs to be in the top 10. Yeah, I agree as well. I agree. Uh, I agree as he, well. Reason, reason being why, because we've always seen the potential in L.A. I don't know if it was a situation 
but he broke out this year. Yes, sir. He broke out this year. Yes, I think sir. he's averaging what somewhere around twenty six points per game. All star, someone like that. All star, first time all star. So I would say him being in the top ten. Uh, they got that right. They Absolutely. got that right with him. Yeah. So let's turn it up a little bit. Let's turn it up, Black. Oh yeah. At number nine, Devin Booker. And before you go off, Black, let's read a couple of names that Devin Booker. People who are in front of Devin Booker, especially at number eight, Donovan Mitchell, number seven, John Morant, and number six, Trey Young. I'm going to throw Trey in there too, and I'm going to stop there. So six is Trey, seven is Ja, and eight is Donovan, and we got Booker at nine. So, Black, the floor is yours, sir. Whoever did this article was definitely, definitely. Is you high? Definitely. Yeah. You high. Talk to us about book, man. Book Listen at to nine. me, bro. Devin Booker should have been in the top three of this list. Mm-hmm. The top three. Mm-hmm. It's no kidding, way bro? that mm-hmm. this kid should have not been in the top three in this list. Facts. It just, I'm just, I'm just mind blown by what I see. What, what, what I'm seeing. Number nine. Number, number nine. nine on this list. Yeah. This kid had a 70-point game in this league. Yes, he did. It might have been a loss. I don't care. 70 points and 70 points. <laughs> <laughs> this kid, just a few numbers. I'm not even going to go through all his sure. years. Just a few numbers. Sure. Uh, uh, second year in the league, he averaged uh, 24 and 5. Mm-hmm. Third year in the league, he averaged 25 and 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, fourth year in the league, he, he averaged 24 and 5. Mm-hmm. So his career average is 23.7. Mm-hmm. Over the lowest point average he's had in his career was his rookie, rookie year, year. at 13.7. Right. Listen to me, please. <sighs> Devin Booker is an assassin in this NBA. Yes, sir. This kid can take an old take over a game. We've seen he can score when he wants to. Mm-hmm. It's no way that you put Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to John Morant because John Morant, you will be in this top 10 at some point. Right now, I just don't think you're there. Mm. But the future is very bright for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the other, who was the other Donovan ones? Mitchell Donovan Trey Mitchell and Trey Young. Trey Young. <laughs> That's Trey Young. I feel like in his one year, he's done a lot. But I can't put him over uh, Devin Booker right now. No. I feel like it's a. <laughs> I just really feel like it's a toss up between him and him and um, Donovan Mitchell. Not Donovan Mitchell. Uh, who number one? Luka Dockage. Luka Dockage is like, bro, like they, they do what they want to do. Yeah, you can't do nothing. You can't do nothing with those guys. Like, the reason being why he is not in the top three or even the top two, it baffles me. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. It's crazy. Like, it's crazy. <sighs> And I don't want to keep repeating myself. Like this kid, we we've seen it, D, because we watch all the games sure, here at yeah. the at the sports desk. Because we have the links. We've seen this kid just like we've seen veteran players from LeBron, like guys that's been in the league, done this, rave about Devin Booker, mm-hmm. and for him to be number nine, number nine in the in on this it's countdown, a travesty, bro. it is ridiculous. Y'all need to redo this and get this right because if y'all don't do it, the sports desk will do it for you. That's right. Devin Booker is a top three young, top three player, 25 and under. 
And why in the hell is Carl Anthony Towns number four on his list? Are you kidding me? Carl Anthony Towns is not a top 10 player in this league. I'm sorry. He's not a top 25, under 25 player? He's, he's not, not a top 10 player. He's not a top 10? He's not a top 10. I would take D'Angelo Russell over him. Ooh. I would take D'Angelo Russell Yo. over him. Okay. Yikes. I'm sorry, because we didn't Yikes. see. Yikes. We have seen what D'Angelo Russell can do when he when he's on. Carl Anthony Towns, I don't know too much about you, sir. Oh. How much have we seen you in the playoffs, sir? Oh, what? what did you do in camp? Oh. Devin, even though Devin Booker has never been, but uh-huh. The guy scored 70 points in a basketball game in the NBA. Yep. In the new NBA here that we're in. Yep. Like, come on, man. We got to get this list right. We have to redo it. And I hope here at the Sports Desk we can redo this list because okay. it needs to be redone. It sounds like we might have to, Black. So that's my take on it. It is horrible. Luka Dockage. Zion, you only played half a season, bro, but we know what oh, you're about. Oh, okay, yeah. We know what oh, you're yeah. about, so your your position is well-deserved. Facts. <laughs> ja, Trey, y'all guys are right there. I believe in y'all. Mm-hmm. Sabonis, you should have been a little higher. I do. Uh, even, the, even the kid from the Thunder, I think he should have been. Shea Giggles had his Yeah. You could have gave him some top 10 talk. Yeah. You know, but... Yeah. Um, they just, it, it's just some players in the wrong spot here on this list, D. Great. I'm sorry I went so long on oh, it's that. All, it's all yeah. good. We're, we're live, baby. So, yeah, I saw this list, and the first thing, you know. What? <laughs> Bro, what are you talking about, man? Bro, I'm out, man. That nigga's tripping. Yeah. So, for me, I'm going to start right there at 10 as well. B.I. at number 10. He arguably could have been a little bit higher. I mean, if you look at B.I. versus a Trey Young um and a Ja Morant, you know, right now if I'm starting my team, BI, Ja Morant, and a Trey Young, I, I feel you with Ja Morant. I feel you. I feel you, but dog, BI is on a terror this year. All, all we can do is go off what we've seen lately. This man is an all-star. And I would heavily be thinking about taking BI to start my team. Um, because, excuse me, offensively, man, this man is just beyond right now like he's only going to get better there's a reason why his nickname was baby kd when he was at duke where he is now but let's get right into this devin booker thing look i know i know devin uh uh donovan mitchell is a is a is a uh a really good exciting player and he can really really dunk i get all that but stop <laughs> bro, stop it, bro! Like, what are you? What are we talking about here? Are, are we going to sit here and say uh, Donovan Mitchell is a better defensively than Devin Booker? Well, show me, show me what Donovan Mitchell is better defensively. Don, Devin Booker don't play no defense either. Neither do he. <laughs> I mean, sh- show me well as far as scoring the basketball. Devin Booker can do whatever he want to do from the three inside, get to the cup. He can do whatever. I, I, he is so smooth with scoring the basketball, bro. And I don't want to sound like a blasphemous here, but if his game continues to improve offensively, we might be looking at another Kobe Bryant, bro. Like, we might be looking at another Kobe Bryant the way he can score the basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, so for him to say that nine, I'm if I'm if it's me, I'm putting him before Donovan Mitchell, I'm putting him before John Morant, and I'm putting him in front of Trey Young. That means he's going to be number six. On my list. Not Carl Anthony Towns? I No, no. I like Carl Anthony Towns where he's at. I, I like what wow, he is. Wow, you yeah, like him at yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. I like what he is. Now, he's uh, soft. He's soft. He ain't tough. No well. But his skill set, 
For him to be 6'11", bro, Carl Anthony Towns can't go, bro. Like, he ain't a winner. He ain't winning nothing. But I'd be interested to see how him and D'Lo look when they get to actually play with one another, man. But he's 6'11", and his skill set is tremendous, bro. Honestly, his skill set for a big is right up underneath Anthony Davis's. To me, mm. if you look at it. But I feel why you say that about Carl Anthony Towns because he's soft. He saw the, the way the Jimmy Butler experience ended in Minnesota put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth, bro. So I, I feel you on that, Black. But if we just talking about skill, man, like Carl You like him at four with I, just with his skill. For, for what he can do on the basketball okay. floor. But let's get into this top five real quick. You got Ben Simmons at five. I'm cool with that. But I would flip Ben Simmons and Carl Anthony Towns. I would put Carl at five and Ben Simmons four. So we're going to leave that there. But let's get into this top three. Luka Doncic is not better than Jason Tatum. We need to stop this. Bleach oh, Report. I forgot about him. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Bleach I Report. <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> Y'all need to stop this. Luka Doncic is a very nice player. Luka Doncic has a nice handle. A six foot eight, six foot nine point guard. I understand he has a nice shot from three, but let me tell you something. I seen Jason Tatum body up Luka. I seen Luka not wanting to defend a Jason Tatum. I've seen Luka not want to defend a Brandon Ingram. I've seen Luka Doncic not want to defend a Devin Booker. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not pissing on Luka Doncic. I think he's a very good player and could potentially be great. I ain't saying he ain't, but he ain't number one. He ain't number two either. Zion should be number two where he at. But I'm putting Jason Tatum number one. I agree. I forgot all about I'm putting Jason, Jason Tatum. Tatum number one on, on this <laughs> list. Luka Doncic is let's 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 go through the list. Do you put Luka Doncic in front of Ben Simmons right now? Right now? Yeah. I you got put him to. in front? I okay, got I got to, you. Yeah. I, I got you. Trey Young, yeah. I got Luka in front of Trey. Do I got Luka in front of Jaw? I do. I do. I do. I do. Me personally. Do you tell him you can sit here and tell me that Devin Booker can't be in this top four? Yeah, he can. You wouldn't take him over Ben Simmons? And you know how I feel about Ben. You know how Jesus I feel about D. Ben. You know, but he what did defend. you just say? He can defend. What did you just say? Ben, ben defends, bro. He really defends. And he can get to the cup at what you know how I feel about him, Black. We done been through this. You know how I feel about him, bro. You know how I feel. But for me, man, Luka Doncic is not. I think the biggest gripe that I have is Devin Booker at nine. That's my number one gripe. But my number two gripe is Luka Doncic at number one. I'm not, I understand he was an all-star this year. But so was Trey. So was Devin Booker. So was Tatum. So was Tatum. Like, Jason Tatum is the best player 25 and younger. Hello. Yes, Just he a is. couple weeks ago in Los Angeles <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon, piece. we seen a 40 bomb drop in Staples. <laughs> I thought it was 50. It was 40. It was a 40 piece in Staples. Oh, okay. Did, offensively, he has no weakness. None. He can shoot it. He can get to the rack. He can post up. He can he can do it. He can cut. He can do everything offensively. He's even better than Devin Booker offensively because he has no weakness. Devin Booker can't post you up. He can't post you up, Black. <laughs> Black looking at me crazy. But he can't post you up. Tatum is 6'7". He can post you up. Devin Booker is only 6'4". Yes, he is. You know what I'm saying? But don't get me wrong. I ain't sleeping I'm on I'm not even Booker. disagreeing with you, yeah. uh, but he like, man. Right. So you don't have him in the top five at all. Who that? 
Devin Booker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said he's top five. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, 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 he's okay. He's top five. He's top five for sure. But Luka Dockage, man, I got Devin Booker. I got Devin Booker and Luka so, like right by each other. I got them right by each other. So we're putting, and I don't disagree with you with Zion. We're putting Zion at his position is deserved. Yeah, number two. Because we know what it's going to be or what from what the little bit we've seen. Look what we've seen. Look what we've seen. He coming to the league average of 25 like it ain't nothing, bro. <laughs> I think right now his stats is like 21 points per game right now. And the only reason it's not 25 per game because he had three or four games where he had to get his legs underneath him. But other than that, Black, I mean, what? <laughs> Blocking shots? And, and I know people say, oh, he don't, he don't, he don't got to jump. Okay, whatever. He do everything else. He do it, but and also if y'all haven't been watching, Zion Williamson did hit six three pointers in the game this yes, year against did. San Antonio Spurs. Matter of fact, it was his first game he ever played. Yes, it he was. He hit six three pointers in that game. So let's not forget that. But Zion's spot is definitely solidified at two, and it depends on what day of the week you ask me. I might put him at one, but I got Tatum at one. I think it's erroneous. Yeah, I don't think. I, honestly, to me, I don't think it's close with Tatum. I think Tatum Boy, is what? hands down number one on this list. It's ridiculous. Like from from experience to his game, like he's been in big moments. Uh, he's delivered big moments in playoffs. So uh, we've yeah, seen, man. yeah, many yeah. big moments in playoff games where he's come through for his team. Yeah, so man. at a young age, in his that, rookie year, he yeah. went to a Game Seven in the Eastern Conference Finals against LeBron James and the Cavs. His rookie year, and he yammed on LeBron. He did. He leaped up on him. He leaped up on him. LeBron James. Yeah, man. So Le- yeah, that list LeBron is. LeBron James. It's a good debate, though. I love it. It is. I love it, it and because there's so many. No disrespect to none of you players on the list. No. Only gripe I have some. Well, the player on the list is Carl Anthony Towns. Do okay. you know how I feel? I'm sorry, bro. Well, do you think he's top ten? Uh, I, on, on I the, give him. I give him top ten. I might have been a little over the top with the D low. Okay, you know, cause I just it's just something about you just being soft, bro. He's soft. Like, he's soft. You've been soft. soft since Kentucky, bro. He's soft. Like, come on, man. He's like, soft. he's he he's soft. definitely skill wise, like you said, he's <laughs> definitely a top ten player. But I just can't put him in top five right now. I'm sorry. Okay, I got you, Black. I got you, man. So we would love to hear you from y'all. We would love to hear from y'all about this. Um, we'll post the link on the Twitter. Um, just if y'all haven't seen it, if y'all haven't seen it, so um, um, I'm gonna shoot the link out on the Twitter, and y'all can click the link, and y'all can debate, and kind of let us know where you feel these players are at. So again, it's the top 25 players at at the age of 25 and under. So you heard me in Black. You know, we feel like Devin Booker is heavily slighted. We feel like um, um, uh, Jason Tatum is number one. We think Zion's spot is solidified. I don't think Luka, Luka might be number five. He might be top five on this list. I don't know. You know, I know my boy Charles is going to have a fit because he's a huge <laughs> Luka fan as well. But, you know, we want to hear from y'all. Y'all talk to us, man. Y'all let us know what you think. So, again, we're going to post this link. On our Twitter. So by the time you hit this episode, just go to our Twitter and you'll be able to, you'll be able to hit this link and uh, kind of see for yourself if you agree uh, with this list or not. But I think it, it gave us an opportunity to really get some NBA talk in. Oh, yeah, that was good. Uh, so we that appreciate Bleach Report. Bleach Report, y'all keep putting out. out some NBA lists. We love this. We love yeah. debating these, about these NBA lists that y'all Facts. put out, these players. Facts. Yeah, we enjoy that. Absolutely, absolutely. So, all right, man. So we're going to transition out of the NBA 
It's a big, big weekend coming up for the WWE. And before we get into that, man, we're going to play another theme song from an old school, not an old school, but from a throwback theme song, man, that we got uh, loaded up. And my boy Black hit me up saying him and my homeboy RJ was kind of talking about this one, man. So, oh. When they split the black and white, they got their own theme song. I think the first core members of that group was Conan, Luger, Steen, and I think I, I don't want, I think it was Macho Man who was a part of that it, as well. Wasn't it like a Mexican guy? I couldn't remember. Conan. Conan. Okay. Conan. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay, Conan. okay. 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 Yeah, man. So shout out to the Wolfpack, man, and shout out to uh, our homeboy RJ, man. Uh, yeah, man. Shout out to RJ. Hopefully man. he get a kick. But that assist. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully he get a kick out of that, man. So, all right, man. So, this weekend, this weekend, a two-night event in the WWE WrestleMania 36. All right. So, we're used to the big show. They were supposed to be down in Raymond James Stadium Stadium in Tampa, Florida. Um, and it's, it's going to really, really suck that we're not going to get our annual WrestleMania. Of course, we know why. Um, but... We're still fans of wrestling, man. We're excited. We're going to break down this card. We're going to talk about it, man. And um, we're just going to kind of hype up this event, man, with WrestleMania. Two-night event, April 4th, April 5th on the WWE Network this weekend. But first, man, we got a host for the WrestleMania uh, this year. A familiar face. We know him very, very well. Uh, All-pro, all-world, tight end, personality, Super Bowl champion, the Gronk. Gronk, Gronk, Ron Gronkowski. <laughs> I've never said his whole name until just now. So that's why I was flipping. Ron Gronkowski is the, is the official host of WrestleMania 36. I think it is absolutely perfect that he is the host. He has the energy. He has the hype. He has everything for this spot. It's not a shock to me that Gronk is in WWE Black, what you think about Grok hosting WrestleMania? Man, man, I love it, man. Like, you, they got it right as for him being the host, yeah, man. man. Like, dope. Dope. like you just said, the character, the excitement, the facade, the swag. Yeah. Like, yeah. Rob is everything you need for WrestleMania. Yeah. Everything you need. And now, dope. man, if this was in Tampa with the fans, it would have been crazy. Awesome. It would have been awesome. Crazy, man. Yeah, but awesome. yeah, man, I like Rob Gronkowski as the host. Ron got Ron Gronkowski. <laughs> yeah, it's rare that you have to say his whole name, <laughs> but uh, uh, Gronkowski. All right, man. So we're going to get into the breaking news throughout the week, man. A shocker, a stunner. Uh, to say the least. Roman Reigns is out. He is out of the match with Goldberg for the Universal Championship. 
And let's just go with the shock value, man. Black, what did you feel? How did you, what do you think about Roman Reigns? And before we get into it, the reason why Roman Reigns is not competing, and we totally understand this, Roman has had his bouts with cancer. Uh, His immune system is slightly compromised due to all of his battles. And he just doesn't feel comfortable right now with the state of the world uh, being out there performing and possibly coming in contact with the coronavirus. I could really really hurt him really bad and we get it man but we are devastated that reigns will not be going up against goldberg for the universal uh strap so black what did you think how, how, did, how, how did it hit you man when you got this news man it it it, it really it really sucked man but yep. like you said i i understand it um especially with his battles uh with cancer and everything yep. that he's had in his life yep. but man like like who do you put there? Mm, like, but great question. you know, who do you put there? Like, uh, I'm a big Roman Reigns fan, so yep. it was it was kind of it was a shocker. It was sad for me mm-hmm. when I heard the news. Yep. So you know, I hope that you know whatever he's you know going through, being safe. You know, kudos to him for making that decision because you have to put your life first and your yep. well and, and your health first. So yep. yeah, man, I'm just I'm just concerned how to how Vince Vincent Kennedy McMahon, <laughs> Vinny Mac, and Triple H and Stephanie uh and Stephanie McMahon, mm-hmm. how are they going to deal with this? Uh, it's going to be interesting to yeah. see D was was who's going to be putting this slot, and I know we talked about yeah, something, yeah. and I know we're going to get into that yeah. too. Yeah, so the so the you know for me, I, I saw how I felt when I saw it, man. I was like, what do you mean? I thought he got injured. Or something happened. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, what do you mean Reigns is not competing at WrestleMania? What do you mean? Because the plan all along when The Fiend lost the title, you put it on Bill Goldberg. The plan was to uplift Roman Reigns, let him get over on Goldberg because the fans are not feeling it and we're not getting it, man. It was a gut punch, man. I was like, man, just cancel the whole, just cancel the whole show. And Roman Reigns can't be out there, man. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. I totally support Roman Reigns, everything that he has been through, him and his family. We totally understand, man. So nothing negative or bad to say about that. But rumors have been roaring. They're getting really loud. Who is going to replace Roman and get the Universal Championship opportunity? And from everything that we're seeing, it's not official. WWE hasn't said a peep. Matter of fact, they're still promoting Reigns and Goldberg still. But But it makes sense, okay, for Braun Strowman. To be put in this spot and possibly, we think, get his chance to finally become a world champion in the WWE. Excuse me, WWE. Now, Black, how do you feel about the potential? We don't know for sure, but what do you feel about the potential of Strowman taking Reigns' place and potentially becoming your universal champion? Um, I like it because we always said that they, they dropped the ball with Braun Strowman. They did. And he should have been a champ a long time ago. Yes, sir. Maybe multiple times. Yeah. So uh, I like this decision. Do I think it'd be the same type of pop with a Roman Reigns? No, I don't. Mm -mm. But if it's anybody that needs to be in that match and for WWE to to correct a wrong, it's definitely Braun, uh, Braun Strowman. Yeah. Yeah, I agree as well. I think Strowman is the logical pick. He makes the most sense. I mean, if you're going to put Goldberg in the ring, you need to put Goldberg in the ring with another force. And Braun Strowman is a force. He's paid his dues, man. Like, he deserves this spot. I hope it's true. I hope he does get this opportunity, man. And I hope he does become universal champion. Because the WWE and Vince McMahon, they're in a tough spot right now. They got to figure something out. 
They got to figure something out, bro. And um, the, the, the only logical answer is to put that belt on Braun Strowman, man, and, and let's go from there. I would love to see another uh, Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns uh, uh, feud uh, if it kicks back up. Even though, even though Strowman is a different type of char- character than what he once was, hey, don't get it twisted, though. This brother brings the pain. Yes, he, he do. He brings the pain, man, and, and, and I think it'd be dope to see. All right, man, so we're going to go through a couple of these matches, man, but we're going to highlight some as well. Uh, Charlotte Flair, uh, probably my favorite wrestler right now. Uh, she's going to get her chance at the NXT Championship against Rhea Ripley. I'm excited for that. That's going to be a good one. I'm excited for that. It's an opportunity for Rhea Ripley to showcase her talents, and she's very good in the ring, and Charlotte is the perfect uh, opponent for her to do so. And I'm really interested to see how that match plays out, man, uh, Ripley. And Charlotte Flair. All right, we got uh, the women's championship of Raw. We got Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler. Now, usually I try my best to predict. I try to predict how things are going to turn out. And I'm leaning towards Baszler beating Becky, man. You know, Mm. Becky has been champion for over a year now. She won the title at Mania last year. They've been struggling trying to find somebody to go up against her. Sure, you could put Charlotte up against her. Sure, you could have put a Sasha Banks up against her. But they needed something new. They needed something fresh. And with them digging into the NXT like they have been, that bag that they got over there, what they're doing with Shayna Baszler and her performance at Elimination Chamber where she eliminated everybody, I don't see how the WWE is just going to let that flame burn out. Like, she's building up a flame. Now, she's not a superstar yet, but she's making a name. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of leaning towards Shayna taking out Bailey, man, uh, uh, Becky, and becoming a new Raw, Raw Women's Ooh. Champ. What you think about that, Black? Well, man, you know where I'm leaning. I know, I know. Yes, yeah, I'm a big <laughs> Becky Lynch guy. You right, know, I right, like right. Becky Lynch. You know, I like desk. I like everything about Becky Lynch. Uh, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be a tough one, but I think Becky pulls it out. Okay, okay. I think she's she pulls it out and keeps her belt. They got to keep that belt around Becky's okay. waist. But if she did lose, I wouldn't be shocked because, like you said, uh, Sasha, uh, uh, Shayna Baszler, Shayna Baszler's pop right now is looking like it's it could good. be something. It's pretty good. So um, I wouldn't be shocked if she did lose the belt. But I'm going to go for the man, <laughs> Becky Lynch. Ten four, ten four. And up next, uh, we ha- y'all haven't heard this one in a while, and some people are disappointed we don't play this as much. But hey, we're going to do it right now. Yeah, so we had to play the whole thing. All right, so it's setting up, man. John Cena's return to wrestling is not going as planned. You know, they wanted the big pop out there in Tampa at Raymond James Stadium, almost 100,000 people screaming and chanting, but it's not going to happen. But we're still going to get this match. We're going to get the returning legend, John Cena, against my man, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. And it looks like they're going to do a Firefly Funhouse match. Okay, so Bray Wyatt challenged John Cena this past Friday on SmackDown to a Firefly Funhouse match. Now, just to kind of, you know, paint the picture for y'all a little bit, some of our listeners. 
kind of think about the Boiler Room Brawl matches back in the day with Mankind and The Undertaker. When they're just in the back of the boiling room of the stadium and they're just duking it out, hashing it out back there. That's what I'm thinking they may lean towards, but they're going to have to make up some type of concept to keep the audience's attention with the Firefly Funhouse. Um, I'm intrigued by it. I just hope this match doesn't fall flat on its face because we're not going to get what we thought we were going to get out there in Tampa. So me, I'm going to go with The Fiend upsetting uh, John. Yeah, The Fiend over John Cena. Uh, so Black, how do you feel about this match and the potential of the Firefly Funhouse uh, um, match? I don't know, man. How I feel it's 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 something new, right? I just don't know. I would have been fine with a uh, with a no disqualification or a uh, what is the match uh, that's very popular that I like? Um, street fight, not the street last fight. Man last last man standing. One of those type of matches. I. This is something new, man. Like you say, it could yeah. be something that could fall on his face. But yeah. I hope I really feel like I really feel like it won't because the Fiend and John Cena, they're two of the best, two superstars. So I don't think I think I think it could be a success, but I'm kind of nervous about it. Me because it's just not it's going to be weird, man, not being in Tampa in front of those fans. Yeah. And like I'm thinking, is this going to be able to keep our... Well, I know it to keep our attention because we're fans. Yeah, but the audience. But, uh, but is it going to be able to keep everyone's attention? Yeah, that's a you great know? question. So I'm, I'm excited for it. And oh, by the way, I'm going for The Fiend in the upset. Mm-hmm. Shockingly, I, I don't know why I picked The Fiend. I like The Fiend because <laughs> I love John Cena as well. But I'm going with The Fiend. I yeah. believe in what's going on with The Fiend. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm on board with The Fiend. I love everything they're doing. And I... This just is a step to for, for him to get that belt back around his waist. Yes, sir. Y'all know what that is. Man. All right. All right. So, um... So let's go down a couple of more matches, man. We got an interesting five, fatal five-way elimination match for the women's SmackDown title. This is perfect. This is perfect. Bailey defending the championship against Lacey Evans, who I like, Naomi, who I love, Sasha, who I love, and Tamina, which I don't understand why she's in this match. I don't understand why Tamina is in this match. But I am a huge Sasha Banks fan. She deserves to be a champion. She is right up there with Charlotte Flair as one or two best athletes, women athletes in wrestling right now. I'm sick of Bailey having this belt. She's had it <laughs> way too long. I see what I, I think I know what they're going to do. They're going to create this dynamic with Sasha and Bailey, who are quote unquote best friends right now. But I'm hoping Sasha can get this championship. She's had a long, long road, man, in her last year in the business, man. And it only seems right if they're going to crown a new champion, which they better crown a new champion. To be Sasha Banks. So, Black, who do you got winning this match? Bailey, Lacey Evans. I gotta, Evans, I gotta disagree with you. Um, okay. I gotta go. Uh, the Tory Evans. I'm, I, I, I like her. Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans. I'm I like sorry. Lacey too. I like Lacey. I, I don't see. I don't see. I could see her being a champion. I can't. Too. I know because she, she's the real deal. Like when she comes on, she, you know, you, you pay attention. You right. know to what's what's going on. She's but great in the ring. I'm going to lean towards Lacey Evans in this one. Okay, I cool. think she. I think it. I think she can. I'm with you it. know shock shock everybody and get that belt around her waist. I'm with it. Okay, I'm with it. I'm with it. So a few more matches, man. Let's go to the. Uh, I think it, they're calling it the 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 the, the bones and something match. Bon, barnyard bones match. Some crazy match. 
The returning Undertaker will be taking on AJ Styles, and their feud has gone personal. AJ Styles is mentioning uh, Undertaker's wife and, and how he's less than a man, and he's not what he used to be. He don't have the killer instinct. He's lost two of his last three matches at WrestleMania. Like AJ's kind of really pouring it on, pouring it on on The Undertaker. It's always great to see The Undertaker. This is a unique type of match. We know The Undertaker's older. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But I'm going to go Undertaker over AJ Styles and the b- Bones and something match. I can't really, I, I really don't even know what it's called, man. So another stipulation type match. But I'm going to take Taker. Uh, Black, who you got? Bro, what's up with all these new names, stipulation matches, man? I guess I got to do something, man, because they not, you know, it's not in front of the Why not just stick with the original last, match? Yeah, the last man standing, the. Man, just <laughs> a, a, a brawl, all out brawl, or, yeah. a street fight. What's? Yeah, I'm with I don't you. understand, man. But I'm going Undertaker in this one, man. Um, right. I they can't like put Taker in, even though we've seen him lose at WrestleMania. But they're not gonna let him lose to AJ Styles. Un- I got Undertaker in this stipulation match. Simple. All right, so a few more matches, man. They got 14 total matches on this card. 14 over two night span. So they're gonna get seven matches one night, seven matches the next night. Up next, you got Kevin Owens versus the Monday Night Messiah and Seth Rollins. That's going to be taking place. You also got Miz and Morrison defending the uh, SmackDown Tag Team Champions uh, Championships against the New Day and the Usos in a triple th- triple threat match. This match has an opportunity to be the best match on the car in the ring, like performance wise. I love the Usos. I love them boys. They high flyers. Those boys are talented, man. And I love Biggie and I love Kofi Kingston as well. And I love Miz and I love Morrison. So this match has potential to steal the show uh, here. But I'm going to take the Usos uh, to win this match and mm. become the new uh, SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Like, who you got in that one, man? Yeah, and I agree with you with this being uh, could potentially be the best match of WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, I looked at the lim- Elimination Chamber and that match. Great. Was the best match of the night. Great. You know, next to the uh, Shayna Blazer chick just <laughs> yeah, dismantling all the women. Yeah. But that tag team elimination chamber match was on point Word. with those guys. And uh, yeah, man, um, I'm not going to lean towards the Usos, okay. though. I'm going to lean towards uh, I'm going to lean I'm going to lean towards uh, the New Day. Regaining. I, think, I, I okay. think the New Day regains. Okay, tenfold. In this match. Tenfold. All right, a couple of more. One of Black's new favorites, the Street Profits, <laughs> will be defending the Raw Tag Team titles against my boy, Andrade, and his cousin, Angel, Angel Garza, with the lovely Zelina Vega in their corner. So you got the Street Profits versus Andrade and his cousin, <laughs> I believe, Angel Garza for the Raw I mean, yeah, for the Raw Tag Team titles. You also got Aleister Black versus Sorry Boring Bobby Lashley. All right? You have Elias versus King Corbin, which is terrible that they're putting this on WrestleMania, quote-unquote. And then you got a dream match that a lot of people in the wrestling world are saying is a dream match in the WWE. Sami Zayn, who doesn't get a lot of respect in WWE because of what his character was. But if you know a little about Sami Zayn, he comes from Japan. He's been all over the world. Him and Daniel Bryan fought back in Japan and NXT. Uh, Sami Zayn suffered a really bad neck injury a couple of years ago. They didn't know if he was going to be able to wrestle again. That's why you haven't seen him like that. But he just got medically cleared maybe a couple of months ago. Henceforth, him winning the Intercontinental Championship a few weeks back over, um, uh, over Braun Strowman. 
And um, he's going to go up against Daniel Bryan. And a lot of wrestling fans are calling for this. They're like, yes, this is going to be the dream match in the WWE. So Zayn is the Intercontinental Champion going up against uh, Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. I'm intrigued to see how that matchup goes because this is Sami Zayn's first one-on-one match in almost a year and a half. So we're going to see how Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn looks uh, at WrestleMania. And last but not least, this is not the main event, but this is the most intriguing mystery match of the card to me, Black. You got the returning rated R superstar mm, mm, mm. taking on the legend killer, Randy Orton, Edge and Orton, WrestleMania 36 in a last man standing match black Thank I, know, you. I know that gets your blood <laughs> boiling over there so this feud has been dated all the way back to the royal rumble edge made his triumphant return him and orton connected in the royal rumble in the royal rumble they rekindled their uh rated rko tag team vibes they were former tag champions and then uh edge took the opportunity to eliminate orton and uh, at the rumble and orton has taken a uh, he took that really hard, and he's kind of turned back into his old character of the the the, man, the manipulative, senseless, um, um, kind of dumbfounded character. And his approach versus Edge, he's RKO Edge's wife, Beth Phoenix, in the ring. Just a lot of weird stuff going on. He's taken out Matt Hardy completely, who is now in AEW, but Black. This is Edge's first one-on-one match, man, in almost 10 years. 10. Almost 10 years, Black. What are you expecting? And who's going to win this match in the last man standing? Randy Orton and Edge. Who's going to win it, Black? I'm expecting an all-out brawl. I yeah. think Edge is going to be gamed. Yeah. I think he's going to be ready. Yeah. I think this whole thing with them making it personal with Bell Phoenix is it's exciting. It's beautiful. But you want to know what makes it so exciting? We've mm-hmm. seen this before with uh, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon and Randy, Orton. Yeah. And Randy, and Randy Orton. Orton. We've yep. seen this before, and that yep. played out amazing. Beautifully. And so I think this match is going to potentially be the best match on the card. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to go Edge. I'm going to lean with Edge winning this match in the last man standing match. Yeah, I, I think the same thing. I think uh, this match is going to be all out hell on wheels in the last man standing match. But this match kind of favors Randy Orton. Um, his diabolical mind, his, 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 you don't know what Randy's got going up there, man. And Edge is coming in on full rage and passion to, 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 to stick at the edge for what he did to him and what he did to his wife. But I'm going to go the other way, Black. I'm going to take Randy Orton mm. in this match. I think this match favors him. Because you don't know what we're going to get with Orton. Orton is a legend in the sport, man. And we need to start talking about him as such. But for him and Edge to rekindle and have the chemistry that they have with this with this match and with this feud, I am absolutely loving it, man. And this match is definitely one on my list, man, that I am looking forward the most to. All right? So, yeah, man. So, that is the WrestleMania 36 card. 14 matches. All championships are on the line. You got John, you got Brock. Oh, we forgot one. We forgot one, Black. The WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre versus the Beast. Brock Lesnar. Black, who you rolling with, man? Brock or Drew? 
I'm rocking with Drew. Yep. You have to put this belt around yeah. this young guy's waist. Yep. He's he's becoming a superstar in the WWE. Yep. WWE, you have to get this right. Yep. I think he's going to. Uh, what is the? I think he's going to Claymore Brock out of the ring like he did at Real, at, at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And win this match. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I think the time is now. Um, Drew McIntyre needs this spot. He deserves this spot. He's paid his dues. I've been looking back at like old pay per views back in like the early 2000s, and a young Drew McIntyre was in the WWE, and we never knew it. A baby face skinny kid. Yeah, like he's been doing this. He's been paying his dues. He went back to NXT and came up through NXT, went back through Raw. He's climbed the ranks, and he deserves this spot. And I think he does get his opportunity to be called WWE Champion, man. So I'm also taking McIntyre over Brock Lesnar. But I do think this is a brutal match. I think this is a powerful match. I think we're going to see power display like we haven't seen in a long time between these two guys, man. I'm, I'm excited for this one because Brock Lesnar gets a lot of crap, but he can perform. Yes, he can. Brock can perform. Yes, I think can. him and Drew McIntyre be a good matchup. So, all right, man, that's going to wrap up our WWE talk, man. WrestleMania 36 this coming weekend, Saturday and Sunday, April 4th, April 5th. Uh, we're going to get my man's PJ Durrell in here to kind of talk to us about the aftermath of WrestleMania next week. Uh, but we're excited about it, man. Two nights. We're going to see how it looks. We're going to see how the barnyard bone match is. We're going to see how the firefly flying house match is. We're going to see it all, man. And and uh, we're last man standing, Edge and, 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 and Randy Orton is going to be so dope, man. So we're really looking forward to it, man. Um, so, yeah, so that's going to wrap up our WWE talk. We'll break down everything that took place um, next week. All right, man. So we're right at the two-minute mark, man. And usually we have some... Um, some other news to get into, which we do. We got a couple of things, and one thing in particular we're going to talk about on the way out. So, Black, well, let's get this one out of the way first, then we'll talk about this individual uh, here who can't get out of his own way. So, one bit of news that has came out. Um, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder Jr. 3, that fight has been pushed back. Uh, Bob Aaron came out and said the fight could potentially take place in September or October uh, due to everything that is going on. Um, so I don't care when the fight is this year, as long as it happens. I don't care when it, when it takes place. We just need to make sure we see that fight. Also, Triple G and Canelo Alvarez's third fight, they haven't pushed it back yet, but it's being talked about with them pushing it back yet. So we'll keep you informed there. So um, those are the two major events that have been talked about. Of course, the Olympics has been completely postponed, pushed back to 2021. That has been made official this week. It's the right move. It's the right call. You can't put people on these planes and send them all over the place with this Corona thing going on. We have to get this under control as a country and as a and the world needs to get under control before this uh, can take place. And good news, I uh, Mark Cuban. I guess it's good news. We hope it's good news. Mark Cuban was on with Colin Kyle Hurt this week talking about potential what's going on in the NBA. And Mark Cuban says conversations are possibly starting the season back up again mid-May without fans and possibly bringing the fans back in if the country gets this thing under control going into the playoffs. So a bit of, a bit of news, but man, it's March 28th. <laughs> 29th or whatever it is. You get ready for the playoffs. We be getting ready for playoffs in two weeks. Yeah. And we still got to wait potentially another month and almost a month and a half to get NBA back, man. I don't know what the hell we going to do. 
I don't know what we're gonna do, Black. And last but not least, one last topic, UFC 249. It's close to getting a location. Dana White said it's 99.9% locked down. And the rumor is the location is in Florida. The fight where they're gonna have, the, the arena where they're going, it's gonna take place is somewhere in Florida. Uh, for this particular fight. Khabib Nagamendov says if this fight doesn't take place, it just won't happen because of his religion. He has Ramadan taking place uh, where it's an extreme fast for like 30 days, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, coming up next month. So Dana White says UFC 249 is on. Location is almost locked down. And he's looking to add fights to the car as well. I don't know if a lot of MMA fans know, but potentially this was going to be the only fight displayed. Khabib and uh, Tony Ferguson. But Dana White has said they are working on getting other fights on this card, which is set to take place, I believe, April 18th. April 18th. All right. So last but not least, before we get out of here, Jonathan Jones was arrested again. The UFC light heavyweight champion, consensus pound for pound, consensus greatest of all time, was arrested again in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, he was found with uh, Jorge Masvidal's liquor in the back of his seat, open and drunk. He was pulled over, waving his pistol around in his car, allegedly letting off shots in the air as he was driving around Albuquerque, New Mexico last week, man. We're going to tone this down, R.P. Nip. So, Black, before we get out of here, man, just what you, what's your thoughts about this, man? John Jones in trouble again. Can't get out of his own way, Black. <sighs> John just needs to get the hell out of Albuquerque. <laughs> he needs to go... I, 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 you know, and I know some people say trouble is the person, trouble will follow you. But it just seemed like John just, he, I think he just need a change, man. Like, he got to get up out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Obviously, they don't like you because they always arrest you. <laughs> Obviously, they, they have a beef with you in uh, Albuquerque. It's crazy. So, you need to get up out of there. Come down to Florida or something, man. <laughs> Even know. go to New York where you're from. Go, go somewhere different. Yeah. Like. I don't know what the deal is with John with this getting in trouble and the f we well we've seen through different you know outlets of they give uh, a countdown that John is in love with handguns and yeah, and everything artillery yeah John just just stop it man like now you you've come out and we've stopped believing again in you like John and straighten himself up but now here we go bang once again yep. you're in trouble. So, I don't know what the UFC is going to do with so much other stuff going on. I don't know what's going to happen with John, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets suspended. Mm -hmm. But, John, you got you to gotta, you gotta clean this up, man. Like, I was, I, I was able to watch the video a little bit before we start, started the show, and come on, man. That was like, troubling, man. It, it was troubling to even see him like that. Yep. Like, John, I know it's a lot going on, bro. I don't know what your situation is, but... You need to get you some help, man, like, for real, because you're one of the best in the UFC. Like, you don't want to, you want, you don't want it to be all for nothing, yeah, you man, know, because you could potentially, we could potentially not be seeing you anymore. Yeah. Because you didn't been in trouble so much. Like, John, man, come on, get it together. Yeah, this is a cry for help, man. Like, John is in a bad spot, and it makes me believe that he's been faking it, you know, these this last year, man, trying to stay out of trouble. And it hits his performances in the octagon, too. I mean, John Jones' performances haven't been that great. They haven't been. They haven't been that great, man. Like, when we've seen him when he returned, he has not looked like John Jones. He's been winning, 
But he ain't been looking like John. And John, this is a cry for help for him, man. Like, he is in trouble. I don't know what Greg Jackson and Winkle John are doing, his coaches and these people who we see he has allegiance to. And I'm not blaming them, but what's being done with John? I mean, he's been away from the sport, I think, a total of, man, almost two years with suspensions and everything. And for this, I saw the video as well. The man's crying at the end of the video, you know, saying he's scared for his family, begging officers, can you take off my hoodie i have major anxiety I, I have anxiety like like he's just really going through something it's troubling to hear one of the world's best athletes just at the mercy of something and i don't want to say what i don't want to say it's drugs alcohol because i don't know but it's something and we just hope john jones get the help that he needs man because like black said it would be a shame if he just wither away you know due to him not being able to control you know, things like that. You can't be driving around the city shooting your gun out of your car, like on a, in the nighttime, swerving. Like, you can't be doing that with a, a bottle of open uh, liquor in the back of your car. You just can't be moving like that. You know what I'm saying? And it, 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 it kind of makes you think, who does John have around him? Because when we see the videos, it's like he got a pretty good support system around him. But maybe that's just in training. But who does he have around him when he leaves? Uh, Winkle John and Greg Jackson Academy. Mm -hmm. So we hoping for the best for uh John Jones, and hopefully he can get himself together, man. And hopefully we'll see him soon in the Octagon. But I think that should be the last his worries fighting in the UFC. He need to get himself together. All right, all right, man. So that's gonna wrap it up. All right, we 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 uh episode forty nine, great episode. I think you know we 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 we're doing our best, guys. <laughs> we're doing our best with everything, man. But what's going on, man? So once again. One of your favorite sportsologists, Dedrick L. Hicks Jr. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at that handle, Dedrick Hicks Jr. Thank you to all our listeners, all the supporters. Thank you for everybody who tune in each and every week to hear me in black talk about sports, man. We are so grateful. We're so appreciative. And yeah, uh, you can hit me on Twitter and Instagram, Black, one of your favorite sportsologists. You can hit me at Black, E-N-L-3, on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks for all the support. Thanks for all, to all our listeners. And like D said, we got some things working that yep. we're going to keep this yep. thing going. We got some special things we thinking we're going to be doing yep. here on the sports desk. So y'all keep, keep listening because we're going to start doing some things. Yes, we are. We're going to start doing things like Black said, having some, some interesting dialogue and debates and conversations. Get some of our... Our, our our known friends in here, Fred and Smooth and Sid, um, holla at our boy Tay, trying to get in here and do some things, man, so we can have a great conversation. So other than that, man, y'all stay tuned to WrestleMania this weekend. Uh, we'll be talking more about the NFL draft and everything moving forward. And once again, man, this is the Sports Desk, episode 49. We appreciate y'all rocking, rocking with us, man. And Black, next week is episode 50. Just like that. It's 50, great. 50 it's great. episodes <laughs> of the Sports Desk. Just like that, man. So we'll be excited uh, to bring y'all that episode uh, next week. But all right, man. Until we holler at y'all again, y'all be safe out there. Take care of yourself and wash your hands. Wash your hands and practice social distance, distancing so we can all come outside again. Y'all do that, man. <laughs> you heard a new episode from the Sports Desk, bro? Man, turn that other show off, bro. Are you kidding, bruh? Boy, what? Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. LeBron Come James. Come on, now. Le LeBron James. Is you high? Yeah, you high. The following announcement has been paid for by the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk.